Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate and Aaron here with you. A couple of lists on this week's show. If you remember the cliffhanger from the end of last week's show, we were going to be watching ECW Anarchy Rules 99, and that didn't happen. We'll we'll do the show eventually, once Aaron gets a chance to watch the show. Um, Well, we'll do it next week. Yeah, I... I will say this. I will say this just as a preview. I was not impressed. <laughs> but that's generally me with most of ECW shit anyway. But I was just busy. Real life. The the jobs where we yeah. actually make money, not doing this labor of love. But this is the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Um and this week's show we are going to talk about in our main event. We're gonna do a top ten this week. <laughs> quick pop-up top 10 here top 10 well you know 10 10 epic fails in the history of professional wrestling and i think it's going to be a fun list to go down there's so many yeah, it, not, it was hard to pick 10 it might not, it might, yeah it might not be my top 10 but it's just yeah me neither it was just 10 that i that stick out to me uh that yes. but my number two and my number one are actually number two and number one but Oh, I have some on my list that would be on my list no matter what. <laughs> so I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, but first, we're going to start non, a non-wrestling topic. We'll start this show off. And uh, that topic is five underrated comedy movies. And again, this was a hard one to pick. Aaron and I are both students of comedy, really like comedy films, stand-up comedy, etc. So it was hard for me to pick five, but I just picked five, and I'm rolling with it. So the first one that I want to mention, a lot of people I don't know if they look at it as a comedy movie, but to me, the TV series and then the movie itself are fucking hilarious. That is the 1960s Batman movie. Yeah. It's camp. You know, you you watch it as a kid, both the TV show and the the movie and you watch as a kid and you're just watching Batman, but you watch it as an adult and you realize this is, this is a comedy. This, you know, it's oh, when I was little too. some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. It's like, it says like top secret freezer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one, there was one, I actually took a picture of and posted another in the, uh, 
the Breaking Kayfabe with Bowden and Barry group that we're both a part of for the uh, the Breaking Kayfabe podcast. I was watching an episode, and uh, there's a rundown warehouse, and there's a sign outside that says "Rundown Warehouse." Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> didn't take itself too serious. No, that didn't take itself serious at all. Um, <laughs> shark repellent bat spray. Uh, but anyway, that's that's the first one on my list. Yes, it's a it's a funny movie and it's a funny show. And like it, I said, I mean the the TV show. Watching it back because I bought the Blu-ray box set recently and I've been watching it. It's funny. Because actually, now that I watch it back, my favorite villain isn't isn't Joker, it isn't Penguin, it isn't Catwoman, it isn't Riddler. Mine's the Riddler. I I love the Riddler episodes, and I love the Julie Newmar Julie Newmar Catwoman episodes. She's really good too. But my favorite villain, because the dude that played him, I don't know, his last name was Buomo or something like that. The King Tut. That guy's. Yeah, he's re- that guy's really funny too. Like he's got great comedy timing, and yeah, yeah that's that's that's. It was, also a, it was also a show for actors of that time to just go on and have fun. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, there's some serious actors that go on to that <laughs> show, and they just go on it to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking. Uh, I mean, you know, Burgess Meredith, Cesar Romero. Cesar yeah. Romero said that uh, he didn't think the show was gonna do shit. They were just he was he was in it to have fun and make money, and that's why he didn't shave his mustache for it. So they just wiped the the Joker uh, makeup right over his mustache. You can see his yeah. mustache under the makeup. But and also, I mean, if your if your mustache is your like you know money maker, <laughs> money maker, your trademark, people know you. For. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna give it to make. Made the Batman show. <laughs> There's some fails in that show too. Like the second season, they couldn't get Frank Gorshin to play the Riddler, so it's played by uh, John Aston, the guy that played Gomez Adams, and he's terrible. Yeah. He's fucking terrible as the Riddler. Terrible. Like his well, his laugh, you can tell. Like he's just, you can tell he's doing it for the money because he's laughing. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Frank Gorshin. I don't know. Okay, you know a lot about like Frank Gorshin. I don't know his movies and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But to me, that dude is the Joker. Or sorry, is, is the, Riddler. the Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> like Jim Carrey isn't the Riddler. It's Frank motherfucking just... Gorshin. Yeah. All right, we'll get off the Batman okay. trip here. Okay. So the first one on your list. Is it's it's a movie that got panned, and I think people, most people like it, but like it was one of his last like hurrahs. So when you compare it to other things, like if you would compare this to other movies that this guy made, you could probably say, oh, it's not as good, but it's still goddamn funny. Is uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh yeah, it almost made my list actually. Um, that movie's funny as shit. Yeah, but I think it's because it was just like you know one of Brooks's last films. That and it was it was being critiqued and evaluated by people that were. Uh, 
It... Like he made a he made a movie for younger people, hmm. and the people that were seeing his movies were people that were used to like the producers and Young Frankenstein and yeah. and Blazing Saddles, and, and he he made a slaps. I mean, a lot of his movies are slapstick. He made but it with he he made, he made it with a newer type of sense of humor, like a nineteen nineties slapstick type of humor. Mm-hmm. And but if you really get in the meat meat and potatoes of the movie, it, there's some funny shit in there. I have a they mole. Must, yeah, <laughs> blow, and then they're like, bur, 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 bur. he's like, no, I mean blow, like get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the fact that the sheriff of Rottingham always gets his sentences mixed up and then has to go back and say it again. Yeah. <laughs> or when Blinken's like, you're, you're, been, you're back. You lost your arm, but you grew a nice set of boobs. Like, <laughs> so you grew some fantastic tits. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Blinken. Hey, Blinken. Hey, no, hey, Blinken. <laughs> or when he, when he, Gets his when he's, he, Playboy, when he's reading Playboy, but it's in braille. in braille, or he gets his sight back, and then he loses it, and he falls out of that tree. He's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the flower in the tower. Hey, I was that. I was this close. I touched it. Yeah, it's a good fucking way. Hey, it's, got, it's got a great <laughs> cast. Carrie Elway's is great. Um, yeah, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle uh, Tracy Ullman. Great. Yeah, I don't know the guy who played the sheriff. I don't know his name, but he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. I think he was more like a one of those guys that's like a more a stage actor. And he yeah. got he got a would movie like a role. Date? You know. Would you like a date? Sure. <laughs> How about next Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like not only is he a piece of shit, but he doesn't even have like good lines. <laughs> it's just a good fucking movie. Uh <laughs> I think it's funny as shit. It is. It's a good one. Gentlemen, lend me your ears. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, a hu- a I'm a huge... I'm a huge... You ain't got no toes, we don't get... Or a, toes, a, a toll's a toll, and a roll's a roll. And if you don't pay them tolls, we don't get no rolls. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carrie Elway's character's just like, all right, I still got to kill you. <laughs> like when he first meets Little John or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Carrie Elways is, I love that guy. Like, Princess Bride yeah. is one of my favorite movies. And I just, I think that for, like, a comedic, he's really good in Liar Liar. Like, just as the douche, who, it's the claw. Oh, like, he's not as funny. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a really he's good. Not a bad, he's not a bad guy in the movie. No, like, no, he's trying. <laughs> he's trying to be a good stepdad, he's just a douche. <laughs> He, uh, but yeah, he's a good. You ever watch, you ever watch Psych? Yes. Show Psych? He's yes. great in Psych. Yes, he's uh like the the uh, art thief or whatever. Because mm-hmm. Sean is just like enamored by his guy. He's the <laughs> coolest guy ever. <laughs> he's also good in Stranger Things as the the crooked mayor. Yeah. He's just he's re- he's a really good deadpan comedic actor. I like him a lot. He gets fucked up. Okay. <laughs> 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 So the next one on my list... His nose gets fucked up. <laughs> the next one on my list... Oh. Jump out the window or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. But go ahead, sorry. Next one on my list is... Uh, Best in Show. 
That was almost on mine. Fantastic movie. That one and The Mighty yeah. Wind. I mean, you could put them together. But the uh, if you've never seen Best in Show, Christopher Guest, I mean, fucking Eugene Levy. I love Eugene Levy. Yeah. In anything he's in, ever. Catherine O'Hara, she's fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, just... Two left feet, so he's perfect for running in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, they found the one thing that this is like, it's it's like a good metaphor, like you know, every dog has his day. Yeah. And now he's <laughs> with his dog, he's running with it. It's like he literally has two left feet. It's like <laughs> the only time it's ever worked out. Parker Posey and what's his name with the fucking B. Yeah. Yeah. Dog. Oh, oh when man. she when she has her breakdown. That whole scene when she has her breakdown, like it's like the most hilarious breakdown ever about the the B costume or whatever. Yeah. Well, he's got the little bee. Or not the bee costume. The bee I, I meant the, yeah, the bee toy. But, yeah, that whole scene. I mean, there, there's not a bad scene in the movie. Um, I mean, what's his name? Oh, God, what's his name? Um, uh, the announcer. Why am I blanking on his name? That's a fine bitch. Fred Willard? Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Uh He's he's fantastic. He's great in uh, well, great in anything. But you know, we're talking about best in show, and then um, um, the mighty wind with the fucking widowed wagon. Not the no, I got a widowed wagon. <laughs> yeah, when he was in a kids show or whatever. Just those two movies together, I would group them oh, together. Yes, he's talking about what his like little catchphrase or whatever was. It was. <laughs> got a little red wagon. <sighs> but yeah, those two movies. If you have not what seen happened? them, that's what it is. What happened? What happened? <laughs> if you have not seen Best in Show or um, Mighty Wind, check them out. They're definitely worth watching, and they don't get enough. They don't get enough press in the. Uh, people talking about funny movies great movies and and most of the 90 percent of the movies are are also um improvised like the lines and stuff in the movies you know they had a storyboard and they had the bullet it was kind of like a wrestling promo you know they had bullet points they had to hit and everything but but overall (laughs) what's that here it is i think i found it okay let's start right out Hey, what happened? Hey, what happened? He's like, hey, let's start it right out because they're getting ready to interview him, and he thinks that like he knows that's what he's known for. So he's like, hey, let's start it out. All, let's start it right out. What happened? What happened? He's, got, he's like an old man, but he's got like frosted, like spiky tips, like he's a Backstreet Boy. It's fucking ridiculous. It's great. You start out talking about fucking. Best in show, and we moved on to Mighty Wind. Yeah, they're kind of, you know, I like if I watch them. Honest to God, I watch them together anyway. And like so. Jane Lynch, like, she, like she had like like a she was in that one band, but it started out like she was like doing like porno. <laughs> yes, what's going on? Like she's like, when I turned about sixteen, I made a or like she made some like porno like. <laughs> <laughs> she's great too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's a she's a, she's a funny chick. Yes, yeah, she is. 
<laughs> All right, we spent enough on spent enough time on that. What's next on your list? Uh, next on my list, and it's just there's a couple skits in it that just crack me up, and I think it's it get lo- it gets lost in time. Is Kentucky Fried Movie? Kentucky Fried. See, I, oh, go ahead. And see, the reason I think it is. Is for one, obviously, I wasn't born when this movie came out. It was made in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thought of yet. But as a young, like, 10-year-old boy, I saw a Kentucky Fried movie, and I was like, I want to watch this. And I watched it. And it was the first movie that I ever watched that I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> amazing you know i think i've like, i i, I gotta like say if my, mom, if my mom knew i was watching this movie <laughs> i'd be in trouble in trouble <laughs> i gotta say like, go ahead I'm a, I'm a bad kid when it comes to that movie because honest to god i think i've only ever seen it twice in my life oh that movie cracks me up they got like fistful of yen <laughs> It's full of dollars, and like they keep going to the news, and like all this horrible shit's happening in in Detroit, (laughs) and they have like this weird like like courtroom scene where it's like a trial, and like um, the Beeb and Wally are like up in the stands watching, or like in the courtroom watching it getting in mischief, and he's like, I don't know, Wally, gee, you know, and all this (laughs) shit, and then they have. They have Cleopatra Schwartz, <laughs> which is like an exploitation movie, and she's like a foxy black like crime fighter, and he's like a Hasidic Jew, but they just love each other, and they're fighting crime. <laughs> it's fucking insane. They have like a thing, like, because like, you know, they, they were talking about like the movies where they were like, have like surround sound, and... 3D and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, like there's like senso vision or whatever, and when like somebody gets slapped in the movie, the usher's like slapping the guy, <laughs> or like she burns him with a cigarette or whatever, and the, like basically the usher is just doing whatever's happening to the guy in the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're like, at our next double feature, next in our double feature, Deep Throat. And, like, the guy, like, runs out screaming. He thinks the ushers give him a blowjob. It's, like, it's so funny. <laughs> they have Catholic school, Catholic school girls in trouble. And it was, like, the first movie I remember seeing, like, like titties in. <laughs> sure, that were, like, 70s titties, but they were still titties, you know? <laughs> There's, like, a scene where the chick's, like... Looking at some guy, and she's like, "Show me your nuts," and he's like, <laughs> and like, 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 like duck hands. That's like shit. a that's like a fucking uh, that's like a fucking um, uh, Leslie Nielsen joke. Uh, it's like it, that movie is like airplane or naked gun on fucking crack. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking insane. Like you could not like you cannot make that movie now. <laughs> They tried to do it with like that movie movie forty one or whatever they put out. Yeah, that'd be like the quote closest equivalent of it, but it still wasn't as offensive as this movie was. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic, and it, it, it like 
it is just a great fucking movie. Kentucky Fried Movie. Kentucky Fried Movie. Love it. Next one on my list. I had I had a toss up because there were two that I wanted to put on my list. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. And I'm gonna say two here. Juno. And the other one. Yeah. The other one is Money Pit. The Money Pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. Yeah. And I know I'm I'm forcing two in one spot, but it was hard to pick. I I really love Juno. I think that's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And there's just it's such a quirky like there's like, you know, um um I, I don't even know how to just I don't even know how to describe why they're just shooting them out into the Yeah. Well, I I just I don't I don't even know how to describe to people that haven't seen it why it's funny. Does that make sense? Like Yeah. You have to watch it. It's one of those slice of life movies. And it was it was also one of those movies that I wasn't expecting to be so good. And everybody does a good job in it, and it's just it's a it's a funny movie. And then, like I said, I'm not a, oh, go ahead. I'm not a big like Ellen Page fan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't anything else I've seen her in that I like. But what made me watch is I'll watch anything with Jason Bateman in it. Yeah. I like Jason Bateman. I think he's a. I think he's a good actor, and the shit he does is funny, you know. Yeah. And he just does. A, everybody in that job. Everybody in that movie does a really good job. Yes. And then Money Pit is just gag after gag after gag. Yeah, and, when you he know gets it's. Stuck in the, like yeah. When he it's stuck in the carpet I and like that. Like I love the little bond they form with the construction people that are working on their house, you know? Like they're just part of their life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just I, I really like that movie too. That's one that that's an older movie that I'll just go back and watch. You know, I'd, I that, I that wouldn't that wouldn't be my obscure Hanks movie. But that's a good one. What would yours be? The Burbs? Yeah, I love the Burbs. Yeah, the Burbs is good too. I love the burbs. But All right, so what's next on your list? Um The Whole 9 Yards. Oh god. Entire series, but The Whole 9 Yards is great. <laughs> Don't belong. Don't belong. What? What? Don't, Don't belong. belong. <laughs> I'm just going to say both of them. Let's just call them one movie. Like I did with the best in show, and you know, because there's so much good in both. When he first meets Tulips and he realizes who he is, <laughs> he's like, "You all right? Uh, I got the gas <laughs> or whatever." And he's like, "They put I ate a burger earlier. They put mayo on that much? Like, do you put mayo on it? Why do they put mayo on the goddamn burger? You know, like." <laughs> Or in the whole 10 yards when he tries so hard not to hit that chicken. You hit Blanche. Oh, fuck, that cracks me up. That and the whole, that fucking cake pie shit, man, with Kevin Pollock. Piece of cake, piece of pie. Isn't it piece of cake? Isn't it piece of cake? What'd I say? Piece of pie. What'd you say? Piece of cake. Piece of pie. Uh, Who dies getting shot in the foot? <laughs> I think he got shot in the foot. 
like everything about it's, it's all good shit. Kevin Pollock does not ever get enough credit for how funny he is. Not by people that don't know funny. Yeah, that guy is funny as fuck. Yeah. Like, I've seen shit with Kevin Pollock in it that he was the only thing I liked about Kevin Pollock being in it. Same. <laughs> yeah. Like, that guy, and I know the guy I'm about to say had, like, controversy around him and everything, but <clears throat> to me, funny's funny, you know? Right. He's like a Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Where if he wanted to have done stand-up comedy or, like, comedy on a stage and never did anything else, probably could have been even that... Probably could have been just as successful. Right. Yeah. Or, like, like, um, like a Michael Keaton. Like I've seen some stand-up stuff of Michael Keaton, and he's funny as shit, you know? Well, Michael Keaton's a very funny guy. Yeah. Have you ever but... seen... Have you ever seen what? Well, did you ever watch the Norm Macdonald show on Netflix? Norm Macdonald's my favorite person. So. The, the the Michael Keaton episode is one of my favorite episodes of that show. Yeah. So funny. Surprisingly, the Judge Judy episode's really funny. But yeah, well, everything <laughs> Norm Macdonald does is funny. But I just, um, I know we got off topic again. That's all right. But yeah, I just think that he would go into that category of he. I don't want to say it. like he was a good enough actor that obviously he needed to make he needed to act. But mm-hmm. if, he have, if he would have decided, oh, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, he probably would have been just as successful. Yeah, definitely, and like, a great and a great impressionist. Yeah, like oh man, listen to like Kevin Pollock do um, walking. <laughs> three, three little kittens lost their mittens. And <laughs> It's Christopher Walken <laughs> is one of my favorite things. Like I know, like people like to talk about all the other like little bits that he does as it, but Walken reading Pollock as Walken reading Three Little Kittens Lost Their Mittens cracks me the fuck. Funny up. as shit. Yeah, there's one where he does like there's one where he reads a Chinese menu as walking yeah I've, I've seen that too but the three little kittens lost their mittens is the best <laughs> anything else on anything else on the whole nine yards nope alright so the next one on my list is in my opinion it's not just on my underrated list and I say underrated because I don't think it gets talked about enough but this is absolutely one of my top five favorite comedy films ever and that is The Birdcage the Birdcage is one of the funniest movies ever made, hands down. End of story. Yeah. Anybody that says it's not is fucking wrong. I yeah. love that movie. Again, like we said about uh, um, Juno, everybody in the movie's good. Nobody's bad. Everybody's funny. Everybody plays yeah. their role Gene perfectly. Gene plays it the straightest. Like one of the, like out of all this insanity. <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna say he's actually not. You know, the son. Out of, out of all this insanity, he's this—he's the most straight-laced person. But it, it's not even the son. It's um, um, Diane Keaton. Not, yeah, <laughs> like she's just a chick that's just there. You know, <laughs> like they're she's so. Not judging it. She's not judging any of these people. Like when she finds out they're gay or whatever, like. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't say that she doesn't judge them. 
but like, like Gene Hackman's character is so invested in himself and his own political. Yeah, that he, he doesn't when they're even telling him, he doesn't even realize it. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like everybody in that movie, it's like Hackman. Hackman has this purpose. He's just like, oh, some goddamn candy. Like, <laughs> Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Oh. He's he's like, I am Adegar Spartacus. Dinner <laughs> dinner is served. <laughs> when he, he can't wear shoes like the fucking. <laughs> he's so he's so stiff because he's in those shoes. He's like dinner yeah. is served. He's <laughs> so funny. And then the scene where fucking uh, Robin Williams is trying to teach Nathan Lane how to be manly. Yeah, and he does. He like, he says walk walk like, walk like John Wayne, and then he's like, "Was it bad?" And he's like, "No, I just never. It was perfect. I just never realized John Wayne walked like that." Yeah, he's, like, he's like, "No good." That's what he says. He goes, "No, no good." good. <laughs> I never realized that John Wayne walked that way. Fossey, you know, it's insanity. That whole movie's insane. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah. That's a movie that I watched five or six times a year. I have a funny side story about that. Hmm. You know when you when you get on Netflix and and you watch something, yeah. And then Netflix starts making suggestions like, "Hey, maybe you should watch this movie." Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Does Netflix still do that? Yeah, it has like. Uh, you sing- watched this. Now you'd be into this. Yes. I used to do that all the time. Okay. I'm more of an Amazon Prime guy than Netflix. Well, I first got Netflix. And I was like, I want to, want to watch something on Netflix. So I was like, I'm gonna watch The Birdcage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I type in The Birdcage, and I watch The Birdcage, and I laugh my. And I've told this story multiple times to multiple people, so it's true. <laughs> I watch it, and then the next day I'm like, "That was that Netflix thing was pretty cool. I got to watch this movie when I wanted to watch it, and I only paid like seven bucks. Said I can watch any movie I want. So I get back on there, and it was like, you showed interest in the birdcage, and then it was like, so you might like this, and it was like long term companion. <laughs> it was like two dudes like hugging on the beach. <laughs> And like a couple other movies, and I'm like, no, Netflix, (laughs) wrong idea of me. I'm gonna watch the Terminator. (laughs) I won't be. I I was trying to show Netflix, like, no, I just think that movie's funny. (laughs) Nathan Lane is funny. Nathan Lane is funny. Very funny. I don't care that he's. I just. I just. I don't want to watch Long Term Companion. Though. <laughs> yeah, the Birdcage is great. Just want some goddamn candy. <laughs> so what's next on your list? <laughs> eating like candy out of the trash. <laughs> yeah, he's just you like know? stress eating he's candy. Picking stress candy out of the trash. Money's on the table, chocolate. Yeah, money's on the table, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Or when he's like trying to sneak out or whatever, and they catch him, so he tries to give like some like political speech from like that, that yeah, <laughs> as he's trying to evade them. Yes, yeah, he's like, I just want to talk about America. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just I just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Oh, that's, funny. that's funny shit. All right, the next one on my list because I'm saving the last one because I think it really is the most over underrated comedy ever. So the the second thing on my list is Hot Fuzz. Oh, love Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz doesn't get the attention because of Shaun of the Dead. You know, yeah, like Hot, Hot Fuzz. Fuzz is Hot Fuzz is funnier than Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, the subtlety of everything and that community with like proper old people that are actually like murderous bastards and yeah, it's more creative, I think. Yarp. Is he gonna get up again? Narp. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> You're much different than the last sheriff, the last constable we had. There's one main difference between you and him. What's that? He had a big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite fucking line. He had a big bushy beard. He had a big bushy I'm beard. Not saying I, I'm not saying I'm verbatim saying the line, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, he's like, that's the big difference between you and our last constable. He had a big bushy beard. <laughs> and how, like, whenever a murder happens, like, the slick grocery store guy's, like, driving by with a song that mm-hmm. pertains to all smug-like. <laughs> very, very funny it's, film. And, like, yeah, it's it's really funny, and if you people haven't seen it, you should go out of your way to watch it. There's too much subtle funny shit. Yes, when you're watching it, watch it. Yeah, watch you, it. If you don't, you, you you miss a lot of shit. Absolutely, it's really funny, and it's really well written, and it it, it tells is, a great story. It is funnier than Shaun of the Dead. Yes, which Shaun of the Dead's great, right? Go out of your way to watch Hot Fuzz. Number one on my list, and it really is, I think, the my what I see when I talk to people about funny films and things. It never gets enough attention. And I know, Aaron, you've heard me talk about this movie a million times, so this may not surprise you when I say it. But to me, The Birdcage is more, I say, underrated because I don't think it gets... It just doesn't come up in conversations enough. Little Miss Sunshine is the one I'm really thinking of, though. Oh, yeah. Little Miss Sunshine does not get the credit it deserves for how absolutely funny the movie is. And it has, it, has, it has one of the greatest running gags in comedy movie history, the fucking horn. Yeah. Because they'll be having a serious... The, for those of you that don't know, the horn gets broken on their van, and they'll be having like a serious moment with this family in the movie and in the background, this horn's going it's also also funny how, how much like how in sync they get to get the van going. (laughs) Like, honestly, I think it's just part of their life at that point. They start out of this, uh, they start out as this dysfunctional wreck of a family. But that shitty van is what brings them together. It brings them together. They got to keep going. It teaches them how to work as a team. The shitty van and getting the little girl to her beauty pageant. Yeah, because the only, like, it's not not the funny part of it. 
But the only thing that that entire family agrees with is that this little girl is the only thing that's good about any of us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're all fractured pieces of shit. Heroin addicted grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like suicidal uncle or whatever, <laughs> brother that won't talk. Two parents that just hate each other. Dad, dad that's always dad that's always trying to do the rich get rich quick scheme. Yeah, but the one thing they can agree is we're all pieces of shit. But this little girl <laughs> needs to dance in this pageant. <laughs> and when everybody's trying to motherfucker or whatever, they get up there and they get it with her. You know what I mean? Yep. The, fuck, like the kid, the only person he'll talk to is her. <laughs> Right? Yes, the guy, the kid yeah. that doesn't talk. Yes, yeah. and it's got the it's got one of the greatest lines ever written. <laughs> Which one? I'll tell you this dance routine. My grandpa. Oh, oh, where's he at right now? He's in the trunk of the car. <laughs> it's, it's one of the funniest yet darkest jokes ever. <laughs> If you don't get if you if you don't get the joke, listeners, you need to go watch the fucking movie. Or when Argan tells uh, uh, he's like, "Get me like like, get me some nihilators and (laughs) the porno mags. Grab grab yourself a couple of them bag rags." (laughs) And Corell actually, Corell's character actually smirks when he says it. Yeah, I I honestly got think Alan Argan. I think Argan fucking improvised that shit. Too. You know, to me that seemed like a scene that was improvised, yeah. and even though he chuckled at it, was too good to cut out of the. <laughs> but that's the two takeaways I take from that movie that aren't the funny part of it is that family bonds by getting that fucking van going <laughs> because we could get this little girl. It's also it's also can. really funny when they get to the thing and they can't slow it down to park it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a great fucking movie. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad I'm not alone on that. Little Miss Sunshine, check it out. Great film. Yes. <laughs> Another one that I was not expecting. It's like Juno. That and Juno are two that when I sat down to watch them, I was like, ah, I'm going to give these a chance, whatever. I'm sitting around watching, you know, Sunday afternoon or whatever, nothing to do. I'm going to rent a couple movies. And, and I saw Greg Kinnear was in it, and I like Greg Kinnear. So I rented it. And... I I now again I watch that movie like two three times a year because it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be able to quote a lot of lines from it, but I'm gonna bring up one more. Okay. You brought up one before I talk about my last one, mm-hmm. and it's because we watched it together. And actually, we watched it with my with our dad, and I think Kendall was there. Remember when we watched Butter? Oh yeah. Butter was a surprise. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Oh my god, that fucking movie was great. Good call. Like Olivia Wilde playing that hooker. Yeah. She just wants to get back or whatever. And she's like riding around on that bicycle talking shit, just mm-hmm. causing crazy chaos. <laughs> And Hugh Jackman plays that stupid fucking cowboy redneck guy. <laughs> great movie. Oh, God. Butter's a great fucking movie. Oh, another one. I'm sorry. I I've, tried to, I've tried to explain Butter to people. <laughs> and it's, 
explaining it to them. They're like, this sounds terrible. I'm like, no. It's not. You have to fucking watch it. You said butter, and you know what that reminds You know what's another one? What? Election. Have you ever seen Election? Matthew, Matthew Broderick Matthew and... Broderick. Yeah. It's yeah, a dark... It's funny. Yes. I kind of... Yeah. But yeah, butter... Butter's fucking great. So I'm not going to expel too much on Butter as the movie. But you guys, if anybody's listening to this, go watch Butter. It's great. Um, so is it my turn for my last one? Sorry. Yes, sir. Okay. The last movie that I think is an un- is the most underrated comedy ever made that I've that I've seen, okay? Mhm. In my opinion, stars John Ritter and it's Stay Tuned. Stay Tuned is really I'm funny. I love Stay Tuned. <laughs> and I have met like two people that I was like stay and tuned I, was a great movie and, and they knew what I was talking about and I know I know I can tell the listeners that uh Aaron is not bullshitting with this because he has always um talked talked up the praises of stay tuned so that movie is so goddamn funny it's so weird <laughs> and and it, it's, isn't Jeffrey Jones in that one too Jeffrey Jones is in it. He plays the guy running the running the television. <clears throat> Eugene Levy's in it, and basically what it is is John Ritter is living this this crummy life, selling like toilet supplies or whatever, and just comes home, doesn't want to deal with his family, and just wants to watch TV. He ends up buying this satellite dish, and what the gist is, these TV couch potatoes get sucked into the fucking television. And they have to make their way through the these shows on this network. And if they make it to the end, then they get to go back. If not, they're stuck in hell. <laughs> and it is and it is fun. It is a fun movie. It is fucking fantastic. <clears throat> and these are... I, I've picked... I picked six of the shows that are my personal favorites. Okay. Okay. And you can put them in any order except the last one, which has my favorite parody. <laughs> Basically, everything's like a parody of what's on TV or what's been on TV. Like, there's Dwayne's Underworld. <laughs> just making fun of Wayne's World. There is Driving Over Miss Daisy. That's my favorite. Um, this, one, this one cracks me up, but it's not my favorite. Autopsies of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> <laughs> There's David Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> but this is... <laughs> this is hands down my favorite. You ready? Ready. My Three Sons of Bitches. <laughs> 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 My three sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My three sons of bitches. Oh shit! It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> and oh, 
it's a great movie, and it just cracks me up. It's like it's like one of those movies that I don't even care if people know I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if somebody's like that movie's stupid, be like, "Fuck you, it's not." <laughs> Fantastic. Leave me alone. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like there's a, there's some movies out there that I like that I might not like people to know that I like, or that I might be able to admit, be like, you know what, you're probably right. It's it to the to everybody else, it's probably really really bad. But I just like it. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. consider I don't consider Stay Tuned like a guilty pleasure for me. You right. know, like if I was out in public, I would watch that movie. <clears throat> watch that movie in the park and people would know I was watching it. You know what movie I thought you were going to bring up that you didn't? What's that? The Stupids. I was just going to say that is a movie that is a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> the Stupids cracks It's fucking shit funny. Up. It's funny as like, fuck. I, should, I shouldn't like this movie. <laughs> like when I watch this movie I'm like I'm better than this. <laughs> it still cracks me up. In the name of the Lloyd. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Because they're at that thing and they're seeing the yes. stars or whatever. Yes. They think they're in heaven. And he's like, any other advice? Yeah, stop sticking your gum underneath everything. That's really a pain in the butt. <laughs> and that guy sticks his gum under the thing and Tom Lloyd, Tom... I was like, in the name of the Lloyd, like he's just done. <laughs> when they see the names Lloyd, he's like, we've been pronoun- we've been mispronouncing it all this time. <laughs> he thinks like people stealing his trash. Oh my god! Like that movie, so like when I think of that movie, I'm like, is this movie smarter than what? You know what I <laughs> absolutely mean? it is. It's absolutely is smarter movie, than it is looks. This, is this movie so dumb? It's smart. Yes. Because if you watch it, if you watch it with someone that you know is fucking stupid, they don't laugh because they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like there's Return to Sender. <laughs> so if you think Sender is stealing everybody's mail, <laughs> and then he brings it up to his boss, and he's like, "I think we have this." This conspiracy with with Sender and his boss fires him. <laughs> so in his mind, his boss fired him to shut him up. So he's trying to find the Sender. It's so funny. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> and I'm, I might I'm, be a I'm, little. I'm disappointed in I'm both of us for not bringing that one up. Huh? I said I'm disappointed in both of us for not bringing that one up. I might be a little biased because I like I like Tom Arnold. I think Tom Arnold's fucking funny. I've never, you know what? It's funny that you say that because I've never seen Tom Arnold in something where I disliked him. Yeah, and he's a <laughs> you know? funny guy. Yeah, and I've watched, I've watched him on interview bit, like like on like talk shows and shit, and he's funny on there. He, he, Tom Arnold's a funny guy, and yeah, I just I'm, I'm a little upset that I ever didn't bring up the stupids either. <laughs> well, I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did too, and I. <laughs> And it shows that you know a lot about me because you were like, I'm surprised Aaron didn't bring up the stupids. He's been talking about. I left. I left the. I left the stupids off my list so that you could bring it up. (laughs) Because I really like that one too. 
Yeah, like, Aaron's been selling that movie since 95 or whenever <laughs> it came out. He didn't bring it up. Yeah, that's a great fucking movie. I don't, I don't care. You don't like the stupids, fuck you. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. All right. Well, we're going to take a break because your host has to pee. And when we come back, we're going to talk, uh, we talked funny movies, now we're going to talk shitty wrestling angles, shitty wrestling gimmicks, shitty wrestling anything. It is epic fails of professional wrestling in our top ten this week on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We'll be right back after this. All right, wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Just want to remind you that you can, of course, listen to this show if you're listening on the Podbean, Podbean link that I post on the Facebook page and the group. You can listen to the show on any podcast app that you have. You can just search for the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And you can also listen on iTunes and Spotify. If you do listen on iTunes or Google Play, uh, leave us a, a five-star review. That helps out the show. And also just want to get a shameless plug in to check out the non-wrestling podcast I do with my beautiful wife, Kendall, the Motley Soup podcast. You can search for that one in any of those podcast apps or Spotify as well. Now that the plug is out of the invited on. Now that the plug is out of the way, I'm going to let Aaron What's How many that? times has Pat Patterson said that to one of his lovers? What's that? Now that the plug is out of the way. <laughs> We're going to go banana. We're going to go banana. <laughs> uh, Aaron's going to start off our top ten this time. We're, we're talking some <laughs> wrestle crap. I don't know if that's uh, copyrighted. It probably is, but uh, thank you, R.D. Reynolds. Please don't sue me. We're going to talk... Epic fails in professional wrestling, and I did put that in our Facebook group. I, I need to start putting putting these uh, fan interactions in the earlier in the day before we record because we record late, and uh, I usually think to put it up right before we record um, for fan interaction. And I do have one comment on the uh, post that I put on Facebook there, so we'll get to and that I, too. What's that? I I commented back to him. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Told him I'd bring it up. All right. Well, that being said, Aaron. Somebody's got to the work. Why, why don't you uh, go ahead and start us off? Epic wrestling okay. fails. Okay. Um, the last one that I'm going to mention, by the way, is what I think is like the ultimate one. So these other ones were just ones that. I thought of because we brought we decided to talk about this today, so I wrote this list mm-hmm. on my lunch. You just so, made the list, huh? You just made the list. Huh. <laughs> um. So the first one I'm going to talk about, or we can talk about, is the Underfaker. Ah, uh, yes, Brian Lee as the. Uh, 
Ted DiBiase's Undertaker in 1994 headed into SummerSlam. Bad, pretty bad. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. Like I, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a, like a, a disclaimer on this. Any of the things that I bring up are not going to be like an indictment on the people that portrayed them, right? Or the people that performed it. This is. Like there's there's nothing wrong with Brian Lee. Right, right. Well, I, I I like Brian Lee. I'm just saying, like you know, there if there's a gimmick in here or something, it's not me knocking the person portraying it. No, no, not because at all. No, they're they're doing something that I am not capable of what, doing. What is the title of our podcast, or what is the name of our pop- podcast? We can't wrestle. So. So I do not want this to be an indictment on any of the people involved in it. It's the fact that the under faker angle was fucking garbage. It's stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> like, he didn't even look like the Undertaker. <laughs> Watching it at the time, you knew, well, that's not the Undertaker. <laughs> And he's like half a foot shorter and he's like kind of pudgy, you know, and it might have been different if like the commentators would have been like, that ain't the Undertaker, you know, but they were trying to sell it like it it possibly was. Yeah, the million dollar man has got the Undertaker. Yeah. When, when, when WCW, I mean, they did it two years later, but... When WCW pulls it off better than you did with an <laughs> imposter type character, you fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And yeah, the whole thing was pretty contrived. Um, and then, and as much as as much as I love to talk about um, during our comedy discussion the the brilliance of Leslie Nielsen then you add in the Leslie Nielsen garbage for being in a wrestling show yeah you know you're, and, you're and supposed to take a, this a, you're supposed to take this yeah. ridiculous angle seriously and then they throw that comedy in there too yeah and my thing is it's like I don't I do I have a problem with Leslie Nielsen being and being associated with the WWF no, because we're like, like when they're like, the girls were at the pool feeling Randy, and they, and they're like feeling Randy Savage or whatever. <laughs> that's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that, that's a funny joke. I'm on the case. I'm on the case too. And they're like both standing on like a suitcase. <laughs> yes. It's a stupid joke, but it's funny. <laughs> like it, it's it's it's. But but you're trying to sell this as the main event of your pay-per-view? And it's supposed to... And also, on top of that, as stupid as the storyline was, it's supposed to be a dark storyline. It's The Undertaker. And then you throw this comedy into it. And you've just shown us that you also know that it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, everything about it was just was just trash. No, they, had the, they had the... the Undertaker sighting skits. Yeah, I made a big pastrami yeah, sandwich and yeah, like at the playground and everything, and they're trying to play off like the 
the Elvis thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. The worst one is the one where the guy's talking about making him a pastrami sandwich. Like, we're talking about The Undertaker. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, like, God. Like, <laughs> like, people can knock, okay, a lot of stuff from the early 90s or whatever the Taker did. And I know the first thing a lot of people go to is this feud with Giant Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that wasn't ridiculous. But it was at least like he came out in the rumble and Gonzalez was like 10 times bigger than him and beat the shit out of him. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was the, it was the, the, the Hulk Hogan booking. Yeah. Like there's finally a guy bigger than him and he's taking him down. Right. Yeah. You know, there's like chloroform and everything involved in it, but, and and it was ridiculous, (laughs) but and like he didn't have good matches with Mabel, <clears throat> and, and that. But like Mabel, like fucked his face up, you know. Mm-hmm. Now he has a reason to come back, and it was like a good wrestling angle. The stupidest thing they ever did with the Undertaker was the Undertaker. Yes, that is the dump. That's the only thing in that guy's entire career that I do not enjoy. I agree. It was dumb. It's one of the stupidest fucking angles ever happened in wrestling. And I'll have something similar coming up on my list. Um, but the first one on my list that I thought of was uh, should have been it should have been never it should have never left the uh, writing room, if you would say. Uh, Vince Rousseau, I got a few Vince Rousseau fucking ideas on my list here, but. Beaver cleavage. <laughs> you laugh, but that was fucking stupid. It was, but it makes me laugh. It's stupid. Like it was, it was doomed to fail from the very beginning. That's why I call it an epic fail. That was never gonna be. That was never gonna make that dude a main eventer. You know what I mean? Like it was just a stupid I, fucking. I, it was stupid. It was. Stupid. And, I'm not gonna say it, that's it. And then they went to the you know, after after the that failed, then they went to the, you know, domestic abuse thing and everything, and that's not cool. It ruined the guy that that ruined his career. Yes. Because another thing, like we were talking about, not an indictment on the person. Like Chaz Warrington wasn't a bad wrestler. No, no, not at all. And 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 the Headbangers it, it were a good was, tag team. It was necessitated out of the fact from everything that I know that when Glenn Ruth came back from his injury, he was fat and out of shape. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna, they were going to do some kind of like a twisted doink character with him. Yeah, but but they were going to do that after he came back fat and out of shape. Like they were going to put the <laughs> Headbangers back together, but Glenn came back fat and out of shape, and they didn't want to punish Chaz, you know. Right. His partner is fucking sitting on the goddamn couch the entire time eating Butterfingers or whatever Why he was hurt. But they, like, their way of not punishing him was making him beaver cleavage. <laughs> and I heard, I think it might have been Bruce Pritchard's podcast that Chaz kind of did it to himself because 
he showed somebody his his driver's license and was like, "Hey, look at my driver's license. My mom said I look like my mom said I look like the Beeve." Mm. Because he had like you know the the black hair or whatever. He, show, and, he showed it to Vince Rousseau, and Vince Rousseau was like, "Bro, bro, you should be a you, you should be a domestic <laughs> abuse beaver." With a big titty <laughs> wife or whatever. Fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> uh, I won't elaborate more on that one. We'll just move to the next on your list. All right. Um, this is a segment, and it's one of the most brutal segments I've ever seen on any Major League Wrestling show ever. You ready? Mm-hmm. It is Rick Steiner cutting a back-to-back or back-and-forth promo with the Chucky Chucky puppet. Oh, yes. I knew he... And when you said Rick Steiner, it was like Chucky. (laughs) Steiner cutting the promo with the Chucky puppet and Gene Okerlund out there just like... trying to just not shoot himself. It's just, <laughs> he was going to say to do whatever he could to keep his fucking credibility. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this puppet is arguing with this mental puppet. What the fuck is going on? And it, it's one of the worst things. It's like the worst... <laughs> it might be the worst cross-promotion thing ever. <sighs> At least... Okay, I'm going to say this. At least when you had, and I know it was garbage. I'm not saying it was not garbage, okay? But I'm going with, with, you know, we like to, a lot of us wrestling fans like to downplay WWE's stupid comedy. At least when Sheamus was interacting with Beaker from the Muppets, it was intended to be stupid comedy. Right, it was intended to be stupid comedy. Rick Steiner was cutting a promo on this puppet <laughs> like it was real. And, and and in in the context of the thing, you could believe that Seamus, the wrestler, knew that he was doing a segment with a Muppet. Right. It wasn't a real thing. You know, I'm entertaining the children because I'm doing this funny little bit with a Muppet. <laughs> You know, and 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 who is Seamus to go? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a segment with a Muppet. <laughs> okay, now I know you chuckle, but like, like, like if I'm Seamus, I can't say I'm not gonna do a. I'm not gonna do a segment with a Muppet to make it laugh, or to make the children laugh because Robin Williams. Right. Okay. Has done has done little little fun segments with Muppets, <clears throat> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people well more refined than me have done things with Muppets. Yeah, Sesame Street, The Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. You're arguing with the Chucky puppet. <laughs> I say chuck it. <laughs> chuck it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty garbage. I'm actually sad I didn't put that on my list because that was that was pretty bad. And then Shivani sold it. You know what I mean? 
Like they just yeah, made they, they made them all sell it, and it was just terrible. Terrible. Epic fail. It did nothing for nobody. Right. <laughs> So the next on my list is uh, it's some WCW 2000 shit. We got a feud over who is allowed to use the last name T. Harlem Heat 2000. That whole garbage with Booker T and Big T, which is Ahmed Johnson, the whole Harlem Heat 2000 angle, but especially T. We're fighting over the rights to T. I heard they were going to call him Sweet T, but he was like, I can't have nothing to do with Sweet T. <laughs> I, 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 I got diabetes. Actually, I got diabetes. I mean, Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson. Um, That was... F- God, I'm glad Booker re- recovered from that. Let me put it that way. You know, one of the best. I mean, I love Booker T, but I am so glad he recovered from that fucking garbage. That Harlem Heat 2000 thing was fucking shit, shit, shit on a shingle. I mean, he had to he had to break Steve Austin's hand and get beat up in a grocery store to do it. <laughs> but that you know, if he wouldn't have recovered, man, we'd have never had. I'm the king of the wall. I love King Booker. People deadpan King Booker. I fucking love King Booker. All hail King Booker. Yeah, I fucking love King. Him and Charmel. That was that was fucking. I don't care. Fuck you. If you don't like King Booker, go fuck yourself. That shit was great. Yeah. But anyway, it's one of the, no. Go it's ahead. All, real quick, it's one of like the four good things that came out of TNA. <laughs> it was like African King Booker T. Mm-hmm. When he's African King, that was good shit. <laughs> but yeah. The whole Harlem Heat, and then like like they feuded over the music, and the the fucking letter. Like that's the one that gets me. I don't know. That's the one that gets me the most. Like it's a fucking letter. This is stupid. Yeah, and um, the man, unaffectionately referred to by people that are more person by a person more talented than me, shit stained. <laughs> thought you know all of this was gonna make GI bro be a thing yeah it was just so bad it was just so bad and I gotta put I had to put it on my list epic fail the breakup of uh, or the not the breakup but the uh, the fight over the Harlem Heat and especially the letter T that's 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 the biggest sticking point in the Harlem Heat 2000 storyline with me just stupid Next. All right. Um, Max Moon. <laughs> Who we're going to get to see in a couple of weeks at the uh, Heroes and Le- Legends of Wrestling event. Yeah, I'm going I'm to charge him five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to charge him. Oh. Max Moon. The little jetpack. That was like that was a good quick witted joke. <laughs> it it was. I actually put myself over, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like the most pathetic Max Moon ever was, 
was on that 93 Raw where his music wasn't playing. But he was still out there shooting off his little streamers or whatever? Shooting off his streamers and the camera was like far away from him. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Uh... And, And like, I there's a did you see the hidden gem they put up? Um, I don't think it's so. Like, like the one recorded match where Conan is playing the gimmick. No. There's a hidden gem. I don't know if they took it back down, but I know you know the story of the fact that Conan was supposed to be Max Moon, right? Right. And that wasn't the original name. The the. <clears throat> I listened to a podcast, and I can't remember whose podcast it was, but Conan talked about the death nail for him there. Do you know what that, did you ever hear that? You still there? So Conan is Max Moon. Could have been good then? Yeah, on this hidden gem, it was like a bigger guy, like, like. It was Vince attempting to do like a Lucha Libre gimmick, mm-hmm. but that he could still jack off to, you know, because the guy was big. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a little guy. It was this big guy that could do some crazy shit. And from what I've heard, and I've heard Conan talk about it, do you know, other than kind of being like, you know, too big for his britches with Vince about money and this, that, and the other thing? Do you know what he said was, like, the nail in the coffin for him in the WWF? I do not. Apparently, this Max Moon outfit needed, a like, several bags to carry. Okay? Mm-hmm. Streamers and all this shit. Right. And he, he got dropped off at the arena by his cab and was attempting to get all this shit to the arena. And someone was walking by... And he said, hey, are you having trouble there? And Conan was like, yeah, you mind helping me out? And the guy went to help him out and helped carry his bags into the arena. And guess who he asked to help carry his bags? Oh, I and think Conan, I have heard this story. Pat Patterson? Conan, Conan no. no. Conan is, a, is an admitted I was not a wrestling fan guy before I got into the business. Mm-hmm. Like, the business found him. Right. You know? So I know a lot of people talk shit about that, but I don't... A lot of those guys, I don't have a problem with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they got into it to make money. Whatever. The wrestling business found Conan. Conan asked this... This gentleman said, Conan... Like, to Conan, do you need help? He said, yes. This, this person helped carry his bags in. And then it was perceived that Conan asked this guy to help carry his bags. And it was Arnold Skoland. Skoland. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know in the once you started telling the story, I was like, I know I've heard this story. And I thought it was Pat Patterson. But yeah, Arnie Skoland. So the WWF locker room, <laughs> off of not knowing the entire story, perceived that... Conan asked Arnold Skolan to carry his bags. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so that happened. They were like, fuck this guy. You asked Arnold Skolan to carry your bags. 
So then that shit went off the rails, and they put Paul Diamond in the suit because Paul Diamond was big enough to wear it. And it was a fucking train wreck. The rest, as they say, is history. I'll never forget the fucking jetpack going up the steps. He became became the wrestler rib for your pleasure. (laughs) The jetpack where he'd like hop up on the steps. Mm -hmm. At first he was Maximilian Moon, and then it was just Max Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think when he started, he was the Comet Kid. It was the first name they gave him on TV, the Comet Kid. Yes. <clears throat> and 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 if your jetpack only hops you up a step, you need blue shoes. chew. <laughs> you need blue chew. <laughs> Man, that's a shitty jetpack. <laughs> All right, Max. Max in my opinion, Max Moon is gimmick wise. When people talk about gimmicks in the WWF, epic fail. That's the worst. (laughs) So my next epic fail on my list, the eighth one, or number eight that I have on my list here, like I said, no particular order except the top two, is TNA's Reverse Battle Royal. What fucking hot garbage was that? I don't know if I've ever seen one. Instead of starting in the ring, everybody starts outside the ring. I, I, I know what it is. <laughs> it's uh, what a terrible fucking concept. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's just garbage. Like, uh, why do you have to fuck with shit all the time? <laughs> In an effort to be different, I guess I don't know, but those yeah, are like, there was never a good one. There was never a good one. I mean, it's hard enough to have a good battle royal. Battle royals themselves are dick enough. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard enough to have a good battle royal other than the Royal Rumble. And now you're going to do this reverse battle royal, which... What's that? Like, the Royal Rumble is different. Like, the Royal Rumble... Tells multiple stories and has chapters. It is a three-part... or It's like a three-part story. Yeah. It's a really good first chapter, and then it's kind of boring at the end, in the <laughs> middle, and then the shit picks up, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the, the reverse battle royal. Yeah, garbage. Like I said, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I just wanted to put that in there, because I've seen them. Um, I remember watching the first one, and maybe the second one, and not being any... So, any in, uh, so what you get thrown into the ring, you're eliminated? No. You get thrown into the ring, and then it, it doesn't even matter, because then you're... you gotta get thrown out of the ring, too. Like, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. It's just fucking oh. stupid. None of it... I'm, I'm <laughs> mad at you for even explaining it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that that's some fucking epic fail shit. <laughs> It's dumb. All right, what's next on your list? I don't want to get more angry about this. The next thing on my list is Blood Runs Cold. Ooh. Blood. Here's the funny story about that, folks, for those of you that don't know. 
Before Eric Bischoff, before Eric Bischoff successfully signed Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, and happed upon the idea for the NWO, Blood Runs Cold was going to be the gimmick. It was going to be the angle that saved WCW. And I was going to say that. <laughs> I've heard multiple people, including Eric Bischoff, say, "Oh, it was a great idea," mm. but I felt this NWO thing too. If the NWO wouldn't have happened, Blood Runs Blood Runs Cold would have still been fucking retarded. <laughs> yes. And I don't use that word lightly. I'm not trying to make you know what I mean? And that's not demeaning Glacier. That's not demeaning Mortis Canyon. You know, that's you know yeah. the I mean, idea. Demeaning. I'm demeaning Brian Clark a little bit. <laughs> but like Blood Runs Cold would have been dumb no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, if Eric Bischoff's like, if, if the NWO wouldn't happen, I would have went with this Mortal Kombat bullshit. <laughs> like, well, I, I guess you're not as smart as you think. <clears throat> because that would be fucking stupid. Sting would have been like, finish him. <laughs> dumb. Yeah, dumb. Epic fail. And it did fail. And it wound up with what, um, Yuji Nagata buying the Glacier gimmick or whatever. I, who did it? Was it Yuji Nagata? It was not Yuji Nagata. It was Kaz Hayashi. Kaz Hayashi. Yuji Nagata would have said off <laughs> He was like, hey, 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 fuck this. Fuck this shit. <laughs> he would have laughed at me. And I had my picture taken with Ray Lloyd. It's hanging up in my house. <laughs> And Russ Lloyd was a cool dude. And if... If Glacier would have just been a standalone gimmick or something, you know, maybe I wouldn't be so... You know, hateful on it. But that's the thing that gets... like That's the thing that tells me that it's a fucking fail. That even if... The NWO wouldn't have happened. Blood... Blood runs cold. Mortal Kombat bullshit happening <laughs> would have been fucking terrible. Yes. Glacier, Glacier is a standalone gimmick, and Ray Lloyd is a standalone acting as Glacier. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Right. Because it would have been like an individual, and I'm not saying he would have ever been like even U.S. champion or whatever, but it might have been fun, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Now, building a whole angle on your company around it that's a that's a that's an avoided I, epic fail <laughs> I dick idea well speaking of building a whole promotion around something um one of my least favorite um probably five to six month periods in wrestling is WWF in 1999. So the next thing on my list is the corporate ministry. That whole thing. Back to Vince Rousseau. That is like, I mean, I would rather watch, I would rather watch like summer 95 WWF than corporate ministry 99 WWF. I hate, I hate that little like three to five month period. 
If it are like, are you talking to like after Vince takes the hood off? Yes. Right. Yeah. Like it's fucking. It would have been. It's it stupid been so and better. it's boring. Yeah. And it doesn't make any the sense. Build the the build-up to it's fun, and if it would have been somebody else underneath the hood, you know? Like, like, why did Vince set his own teddy bear on fire? <laughs> and, like... The, you know what the dumbest part of it to me is? Hmm. Is the episode... Or, right, like, the week before... The higher power shows himself to Steve. Right. Okay. Then, then why wouldn't a Steve just walked out right at the beginning of the show and been like, "It was Vince." It was Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Why did he wait until like I? I, I might not have. I haven't watched it in a minute, but from what I understand, Steve Austin didn't walk out the next week. No, he didn't. Right away, going, "Oh, <clears throat> it was Vince." Vince showed me his face. Like, Steve Austin should have drove his truck out and been like, Vince McMahon's the higher power. Right. But the whole thing, like, everybody involved in that thing was, like, storyline-wise, not them personally or anything as performers, but every character, to me, involved in that whole circle, which at that time meant everybody, because, you know, you revolve your organization around this gimmick or this this storyline it just put every single major character in the WWF in a very bad position and I luckily like luckily soon after this Russo's fucking gone and, and I didn't like the Undertaker needing a crew no not at all and being a like, would, being almost a secondary would, character in that crew too and I would I wouldn't have, like, minded The Undertaker being with, like, Bradshaw and Farouk. Mm-hmm. You know, like, two guys. No, the Ministry of Darkness in and of itself isn't bad. That's not what, no, the corporate ministry. Yeah, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying I, I'm going with everything going into it. Like, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have minded if he had acolytes. <clears throat> right. You know, if he had the acolytes with him, these are my henchmen, and they go out there, and they do my thing. Like, what? Out of all of the shit that happened in, like, the corporate ministry, I hated the fact that The Undertaker needed help. Right. Yes. Yes. Even as a heel. As a heel. He shouldn't even need help. Because even as a heel. I I can understand him going, hey, minions, go attack this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. I'm getting beat up. Don't come out and try to help me. As a heel... As a heel, the un- the Undertaker character should have been as Andre the Giant was as a heel. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm associating with this dirt- these dirt bags, but I don't need these dirt bags. Yeah. You know, Andre and Andre never needed Bobby, other than to negotiate for him or whatever. He never needed Haku. You know, I mean, he was Andre the yeah. fucking Giant. <sighs> And at times, like, they would have those little moments where even they were scared of Andre, you know? That was a cool little subtle yeah. thing. Like, Bobby, every once in a while, would be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you're, no, you're, like, you're absolutely. Like, was the snake. Like, he wasn't afraid of Jake Roberts. No, he was afraid of the fucking snake. <laughs> like, Bobby, get away from me, Bobby. Bobby! 
<laughs> my bird. And, and Potter's like, fuck you, I ain't doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I, the corporate ministry, <laughs> out of there. Epic fail. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what, do you like that? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you feel like the app, you feel about the corporate ministry like <laughs> I feel about coleslaw. <laughs> Get out of here, coleslaw. Fuck off with the coleslaw. <laughs> there are too many ingredients and none of it's tasty. <laughs> coleslaw's disgusting. <laughs> What's next on your list? Coleslaw? You don't eat coleslaw, do you? I like KFC coleslaw. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> KFC's good. I ain't coleslaw. Nobody's coleslaw is good. <laughs> All right. This next thing on my list is the kennel from hell. Oof. That was so bad, even Jim Ross couldn't get it over. Yeah, neither one of the kind. Of, both the kind. Like of Jim Ross good. could get over Vince McMahon versus God. But he couldn't get over this fucking shit. Yeah, it was trash. Again, and like Aaron said at the beginning, this is not a an indictment on the performers because Al Snow and Ray Trailer are two of the best ever, you know, two of the best ever hands in, in wrestling ever. But God, how do you get that over? And I know people will make fun of it or say it wasn't, but... The angle leading up to it was ridiculous. <laughs> but at okay. least it was fun. <laughs> it was so fun. Like, this guy chopped off this other guy's dog and fed it to him. <laughs> you know? Like... Pepper chicken. I have no problem with it because, like, him chopping up the dog and feeding it to him, the reason I didn't have a problem with it was because Ray Trailer did such a good job mm-hmm. as a, a deplorable human being. Yeah. That I believe, believed, even though I knew it was fake, that Ray Trailer's character, the big boss man, would do that. Yeah, you know he, was, I mean? he was so good at being just a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, like I'll just use this as an example. Like, if... if Vince Rousseau or whoever wrote that angle would have been like, you know what? We're going to book an angle where um, Val Venus and Al Snow have an issue. And Val Venus is going to steal Al Snow's dog and then say, I'll give your dog back if you come to the hotel and give me a hardcore championship match. And I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna feed him pepper steak. What pepper steak is actually gonna be is his dog chopped up that I fed to him. I'd be like, that's stupid. Melvin, <laughs> do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then they're like, well, let's flip the script. Let's make it the big boss man. Like, you know what? I can believe that. That character's a fucking I asshole. Believe, I can believe that that character has no redeemable qualities about him <laughs> whatsoever. And he is a walking piece of shit. <laughs> Even though Ray Trailer, the human being, whatever 
everything I've read was like one of the nicest guys in the world played a great shit human being heel. Yes. The angle leading up to it was fantastic. The execution that the match idea of a kennel and hell match. That match is rough to watch. Like I think I've only ever um Honestly, I think I've only ever made it through that match in my life, like to watch the whole thing twice. When it was live, and then one other time I watched it for posterity. It's bad. I skip yeah. it. <laughs> when I'm watching stuff in chronological order like I do, I skip I skip it. I don't know. It's just it's very bad. It's it's tough. So and that's why I put it on my list. Epic fail. I have to be. Well, all right then. All right, Aaron. So, what's next on your list of epic fails in professional wrestling? It would be the WCW Desperados. Oof. <laughs> Dead-eyed Dick. <laughs> Dead-eyed Dick and Dutch Mantel and. The other guy whose name just went right out of my head do several segments where they're walking through the Old West and they're trying to find Stan Hansen. That is the payoff, is that they're going to find Stan Hansen. <laughs> and Stan Hansen saw these, the real man saw these. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how bad they were. And instead of saying, boo! country. I was going to say, instead of saying boo, he said bye! Fuck this shit. He said, I want nothing to do with that. I don't even know how they... Did they just let it die, or did they pay it off, or I don't even remember. No! There was no payoff! He left! (laughs) Well, I couldn't remember if they... I couldn't remember if they did anything else with those guys to pay it off or not that I remember from everything I remember they did it and and he saw them and he just said see ya <laughs> so that knocks kind of technically knocks one off my list because one of the things I had on my list was the WCW mini movies which as included as I... which included this and the um Sting and, and Bulldog Beach video. The Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal videos with Sting and uh, Jake Roberts. The and the White Castle of Fear. Just terrible, terrible stuff. Terrible. But So yeah, we agree on that one. Would you put, I know there was a couple of years between it, but would you consider the Dungeon of Doom like terrible WCW mini movies? Yeah, yeah, that shit was bad like, too. Like where Hogan puts his hands in the water and he's like, "It's supposed to be cold, but it's or it's supposed to be hot, but it's cold or whatever." Oh my god! Or they'd have like a segment in a show where like Vader just wrestled, but then like Vader's headed to the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. Oh, God. 
<laughs> it was so bad. Dungeon of Doom should have been on my list, but it's not. <clears throat> well, we'll just lump that in with all those shitty WCW mini movies. God, that the the reason that I put it on there was that Bash at the Beach one with the boat, the bomb on the boat, and a little midget. Yeah, dressed like. What was the thing with the midgets in those mini movies too? Like, oh, god, so bad, so bad. So my mm. next, my next epic fail comes to us from the year nineteen ninety eight, and it is the NWA in the WWF. Boy, was that bad! Not that any of the workers were bad. But that whole angle just shit the bed. Cornette with the Midnight Express and Barry Windham and and Jeff Jarrett. It was just, it was, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jarrett's dressed like an Aztec warrior, and <laughs> it was just this stupid little faction in the WWF representing the NWA. They had the fucking, it, to show you how much they cared about it, they just had the Rock and Roll Express come out to the old rockers music. Yeah, like, the first time it plays, like, the people pop. And they're <laughs> like, oh, shit, the rockers are back. And they're like, nope. <laughs> it's just the, the old-time rock and roll. No shade on the Rock and Roll Express, one of the greatest no, tag teams of all not, time. Absolutely not. No shade on those guys. No. Those guys are cool I as went, fuck. Yeah, that was the the that Ricky and Robert were my favorite meet and greet ever, yeah. and they were the most entertaining some bitches I had <laughs> ever seen in an independent show in my entire life. <laughs> it was and it was the same night, but it was those two and Tracy's mothers entertained the fuck out of me. <laughs> but yeah, the NWA and the WWF. Epic fail. Just didn't work. And foreshadowing, Tracy Smothers is going to be involved in one of the epic fails that I talk about. What's the next one you got? Do you want me to bring that one up? That's fine. All right. The next epic fail I have is it, it's it's a deep cut. Are you ready? I am. It was an idea that was brought up and, <clears throat> and attempted to implement in the WWF in 1996. And it was, and, I, and I've titled it this, and you might know what I'm talking about. It is the 1996 Job Squad. I do. Jim Cornette has talked about it quite a bit. Um, and he had actually... Uh, advised D'Lo Brown to avoid signing a contract with the WWF because of this. It was the WWF's idea, and I'm going to assume it was Bruce Prichard, but I'm not, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But it was the WWF's attempt, attempt to have jobbers that weren't jobbers. They would be characters on TV to help get other people over, but they would have gimmicks. And some of these gimmicks included, but were not at... I, don't know, I tried to be cool with the words I was saying. But included, but not limited to. 
Yes. T.L. Hopper. <laughs> Tony Anthony. Which was Tony Anthony, the dirty white boy, who wasn't going to set the world on fire, but wasn't a terrible worker. Oh, he was a great heel. He was a great southern heel. Yeah. Freddie Joe, Flo- Freddy Joe Floyd, which was Tracy's mother's, mm-hmm. who would be the same way as you just described T.L. Hopper. Alex the Pug Porto, <laughs> who would be like a... He was basically an amateur wrestler. That was what his gimmick was. But I'd classify him in the same level as like... A, like I don't know. I don't know how to explain like Alex Porto's work. Candido. Candido, Eddie Gilbert type style. Like he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he he can go. He, he can go. <clears throat> a guy that Nate has said he likes, but I, I think he's a piece of trash. Would be the goon. Bill Irwin. I don't like Bill Irwin. <laughs> I do. I like Bill Irwin. Yeah, fuck it. I really like Bill Irwin. Oh. I really like Biller when when his brother was alive. Their tag team was great. Yeah, I, we we've had this discussion. They were just like the they were like the. Uh, I mean, I can like see a, they were a little better than like those those Kansas J like the, they were like a little better than Kansas. J-Hawks. See, I see them more like I, I know we're getting but the Irwin brothers. I see them more like. Um, like dollar store funk brothers like i would never say they were even remotely close to the funks but i would i could see where you could compare it as far as this is what we're trying to do in our promotion i would and, compare them to funk <laughs> like the smell not the music <laughs> um Someone else that was on that list was Sal Sincere, which was Johnny Gunn. Who also, I mean, he sucked ass anyway, so whatever. I hated that guy. He was a fucking ass. (laughs) Uh, Another person that was on that list, I know he came a little before, but he got lumped in with him with Duke Josie. Yeah. Who I I bonded with on Facebook through poop. (laughs) And also lumped into these 96 job squad people was probably the most successful, well not probably, the most successful one out of them was Jim Neidhart. As who? As who? 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 It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And if Shitstain has any truth to him... Was supposed to get a partner named What. Mm. So it would have been who and what. Uh, Why? (laughs) That was going to be their manager. (laughs) Yeah, the the WWF 96, like, I don't know, big name jobbers idea. Kind of an epic fail. That was, you know, that was Vince's next theory. That was Vince's next thing. Kind of like Bischoff with Blood yeah. Runs Cold. Yeah, I was say, that was Vince's Blood Runs Cold. Yes. 
to drill them shits, man. <clears throat> so next on my list, and you put fake, you put under faker on your list. My next one, again, not a diss on any of the workers involved in the angle, but let's talk about the fake cane. Luke Gallows as Kane. Oh my god, it was bad. <laughs> so bad WWE even ignore even acknowledged it by having Kane, the real Kane, essentially throw the fake Kane out the back door to end the angle. Like let's just end this fucking shit and forget it ever happened. <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah, when you brought up Kane and Fake, I thought you were gonna like talk about Fake Razor and Diesel, Mm-mm. but Fake Kane is worse than that. Absolutely, it was fucking stupid, and they knew it. Like they aborted that shit quick as fuck. <laughs> uh, essentially, Kane threw him out the back door. Was like, go back to delivering Domino's pizzas, motherfucker. Yeah, it was bad. <clears throat> No more to say on that for me. It was just <laughs> fucking terrible. What's yeah. next on your list? Um, next on my list is WCW Uncensored 1995. <laughs> the whole pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go down the list. You ready? I think one of the matches on this pay-per-view is actually something I almost put on my list. So go ahead. Do you want just the pay-per-view or also the the Sunday night or the, the main event matches before oh, it? whatever. Okay, well, on the main event, you got Alex Wright defeating Mark Starr. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin defeated Tim, Tim Horner. <laughs> and then Starts and Stripes, which is Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot defeated Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck. And then we move on to the pay-per-view, which has the King of the Road match. The Blacktop Bully defeated Dustin Rhodes. And then, in a martial arts match... That's the one I almost put on my list. In the martial arts match, Meng defeated Jim Duggan... (laughs) And then in a boxing match, Johnny B. Bad defeated Arn Anderson. And then in just a regular match, Randy Savage beat Avalanche. Ununcensored. Who was Earthquake. And then in a regular match, Big Bubba Rogers defeated Sting. And the Nasty Boys defeated Harlem Heat in a false count nowhere... Falls count nowhere. <laughs> this match, this fucking pay per view should have happened nowhere. In a Falls Count Anywhere match, the Nasty Boys defeated Harlem Heat. Which is the only match on the pay per view worth watching, by the way. Yes. And then Hulk Hogan with the Renegade defeated Vader in a strap match after he pulled Ric Flair. <laughs> Say that again. Hulk Hogan <laughs> defeated Vader in a leather strap match after he pulled Ric Flair <laughs> each corner. 
Yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, what a fucking clown show that was. Fucking garbage. <laughs> terrible. Fucking terrible. Possibly one of, if not the worst, major wrestling pay-per-view ever. That's not including Heroes of Wrestling. I said major wrestling pay-per-view ever. Just trash. Bad. So next on my list is an entire promotion. Not just a pay-per-view, a promotion. And that is the the, ex- the ill-fated XWF. Remember that? Hey, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was Hogan and Brian Knobs promotion after the death of WCW. Yeah, and they had all their buddies on it. So it was yeah. the, what was it, the Extra Weight Federation? <laughs> I remember when it launched and everything and all that shit. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I went through my collection recently, and I don't know whatever happened to the, the DVD. I have the entire history of that promotion on one four-DVD set, because that's how long it lasted. And it was so bad. Uh, or I had it. I don't know. I don't know. Last time I went through my collection, I don't think it was there. So I don't know whatever happened to it. I had a copy of it. I really did. I had a copy of it. And I sold it at a flea market. <laughs> <laughs> an entire the history of an entire promotion it was fucking garbage anyway even with even with some good workers in it like Kurt Henning it was just it was terrible the only, the only funny cool thing they did and after we talk about this and take a quick break okay the only cool funny thing they did was they put Mr. Perfect they only called him Kurt Hennig, obviously, and Bobby back together. And um, Perfect threw his towel to Bobby, and mm. Bobby caught it. And just being those two, you know, mm-hmm. two of the funniest people. Like, Bobby Heenan's, like, one of the funniest guys ever to live, you know? Right. And, and Perfect to- threw everything. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, we're recording this in the two-year anniversary of Bobby's uh, passing, by the way. Well, that's so. sad. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but <clears throat> I wouldn't classify Mr. Perfect as one of the funniest people to ever live, but in the in the course of professional wrestling, with the way he, like, you know, his facials mm-hmm. and the things that he would say and everything, Perfect was a funny... He's a funny... Oh, very, very funny. Very subtly funny. Yeah, very subtly funny, like... There's a point in that where he throws his towel to Bobby. Bobby catches it and he blows his nose on it. And Perfect <laughs> gets first match after he blows his nose on it. Like Bobby, like, like rubs sweat off his face. Like after he blew his nose on it. Like, it <laughs> that shit was funny. But other than that, like, how can I say this about a promotion? When that's the highlight of your promotion. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, like your big feud is Hulk Hogan versus Hale. Kind of bad. Bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was trash. <laughs> that was like the big match they had was Hogan versus Perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was, where, it was where Bobby 
rubbed his snot towel on Joseph's face. And, and then, it was so funny. But can I can I just can I just reiterate their plans after Hogan Imperfect were Hogan and Hale. Like your promotion is WCW Saturday night. Ninety nine. <laughs> Oof. Epic fail. The XWF. I don't even know what the X was supposed to stand for. It was supposed to stand. It couldn't be extreme. It was. <laughs> Nothing about that was extreme. XWF, from what I understand, <clears throat> was supposed to be um, Extreme Wrestling Federation. <laughs> and their plan was to have Jimmy Hart and Brian Nobbs run it. I'm going to be 1920s here and say, I blow raspberry to that. Garbage. <laughs> so that's it. The XWF, an entire promotion. Epic fail. <laughs> yeah, just bad. So your next one is? It's another pay-per-view. Oh. And it's from 1995. Oh. And it's from WCW. <laughs> I see a trend here. Because WCW 1995 is the worst thing that's ever happened. I don't know. WCW 2000. For no. Me. They had good matches, at least. <laughs> and the next one mm-hmm. on my list is WCW's 1995 edition of Halloween Havoc. Oh, with the Flair Hogan retirement match? Oh, no, that's 94. Oh. We're going to go down this card. Man. 1995. It happened in Detroit. Oh, this is the roof. Yeah. (laughs) If you're in the crowd, it it starts out good. Because you get an Eddie Guerrero match. He's fighting Disco Inferno. And I mean, Disco Inferno ain't, he ain't setting the, the world on fire or anything, but he ain't terrible. You know? Right. Like, ain't no hating on Glenn Gilberti. You know? He'd have, he'd have an okay match with Eddie Guerrero. And then right after that, you get to what Paul Orndorff defeat the Renegade. One of these things is yeah. not like the other. And then after that, you get to see something that sounds pretty goddamn good. And it's Chris Benoit and D. Malenko defeating Steven Regal and, and Bobby Eaton. But that was pretty goddamn good, right? <laughs> right. So now your, ap- your appetite's wetted. Like, oh, this is going to be tasty. <laughs> Understand that first match, you know, they let you out. They, they want to come out with a bang. It's pretty good. Then they want to sell you down a little bit, so they give you some Paul Orndorff renegade action. Then they want to get you up off your ass, so they're going to give you the fucking Blue Bloods versus Malenko and Benoit. Motherfucking workers. <laughs> yeah. 
but 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 now we gotta bring it down a little bit because we're ending the, the the Saturday nights or the Sunday nights main event taping with uh, with Craig Pittman. <laughs> Fucking guy looks like Rock, not the Rock. Looks <laughs> like Rock, you know. That early 90s sitcom guy. <laughs> Rock. They filmed that shit live. Like, you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Absolutely. Rock. Rock. Yeah. Poor man's Forest Whitaker. Yeah, Rock. <laughs> he was like the black tool man Taylor or whatever. <laughs> <coughs> He He defeated VK Wall Street. So, is what it is. Well, that sounds boring. Yeah. You know what? Christopher Reeves got up and walked out of that match. (laughs) You know what? I have to say this, and I'm getting off topic. No. I'm getting off to- I don't know if, that I'm getting off topic, but I mean, hindsight 2020, this is 2019. We're almost in 2020, ironically. I don't know that I, all right, this is, this is going to, I'm going to go off a total sidebar on this show, but fuck it. It's my podcast. Okay. So, I want to tell everybody that about a year ago, I convinced myself for about a month that I liked granola. Alright? I wanted to try to live healthier and blah, 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 all that bullshit. So, I convinced myself for about a month, yeah, I like granola. And then one day I was eating and it was like, this is dirt covered in honey and chocolate it's disgusting i don't like it i'm not eating it anymore what like the the chocolate they drizzle over granola isn't even like good chocolate <laughs> no but anyway it's like that, it's like that palmer chocolate they sell the <laughs> i'm talking about where they got like yes bunny on. <laughs> so you and get my like, point right this like is, this is a this is a reese cup like no it isn't that's so, not a reese so you get my point, what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I'm trying to live healthier so I convince myself I like this tasteless, emotionless, soulless garbage to try and attempt to live healthier, okay? So here's my point. There was a point for a couple of years in my life where I try to convince myself that as a wrestler, I liked Microtunda. Microtunda is granola. Um, Microtunda was fucking boring, and no disrespect, Mike. <laughs> if you're you're never gonna listen to the show anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. IRS um, is boring. I, no, IRS as a character at times was really funny and had good heat, but as a wrestler, Microtunda was boring. Bell to bell, Microtunda was fucking boring. And I'm just going to leave it at that because you said Mike Rotunda, the VK Wall Street thing. So that was just a sidebar. So you can continue 
with this heinous pay-per-view. But I just wanted to get that out there, that to me, Mike Rotunda is the granola of professional wrestling. Okay, well, can I ask you this then? Yes. Has Mike Rotunda eclipsed Ronnie Garvin? No. Okay. Because I have liked a Mike Rotunda promo. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Saying Ronnie Garvin would like punch people in the face and then teabag them. <laughs> Enjoy it. We did that several times in the NWA. Like when you watch World Champ, like NWA World Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd just punch a mother in the fa- motherfucker in the face and then teabag him. <laughs> so. Like that's what that isn't what he was doing, but it's what it looked like. It he looked was like doing. he was doing. Yes. Have you listened to uh, the drive-through yet? Um. Yes. Okay. It was so funny when Brian last was asking Jim Cornette if he's ever traveled on a train, and then he was like, he told Jim or asked Jim, "Have you ever done a train before?" <laughs> <laughs> and Tim Cornette was like can I do a train oh my god it was so funny <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um, this Halloween Havoc pay-per-view opens up with the same match that had opened up the entire like 1994 calendar of WCW pay-per-views. I know Johnny, Johnny B. Bad and DDP. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> who was accompanied by Max Muscle and the only highlight of this pay-per-view, the Diamond Doll. <laughs> Kimberly Bacon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, if Kimberly Page isn't on your, like, top five, like, Hottest chicks ever in wrestling. You're a you're gay. Um, the match right after that is Randy Savage defeating the Zodiac. Yes. No. Maybe so. <laughs> it was terrible. Probably Randy Savage's worst match ever. Never. I, I haven't watched it since, but it's his worst match ever. Um, the next match after that is Kurosawa with Colonel Robert Parker because defeating Road Warrior Hawk that's a thing Mm. that match went 3 minutes and 15 seconds okay and then you're coming up on a match that would actually be pretty goddamn good and you know what it is what's that it's Sabu. I don't know why I said his name like that. It's Sabu. Sabu. Defeating Mr. JL, which was Jerry Lynn. Okay. And that match went three minutes and 25 seconds. Okay. <sighs> I bring that up to mention this next. <laughs> the next match on the card is Lex Luger defeating Meng by disqualification. 
And guess how long they went? 12 minutes? 13 minutes and 14 seconds. I was close. <laughs> to get a disqualification between Luger and Meng. Why couldn't you flip-flopped it? <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe, maybe let Sabu go out there and do some of the shit that he's good at. I don't know. Who the fuck am I, right? <laughs> and then after that match, it's Sting and Ric Flair defeating Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman by disqualification. And that's when Flair turned on Sting. Because Sting's a terrible judge of character. Sting's a dumb fucking guy. Like, that is, unfortunately, the... <clears throat> the story of Sting's career in book, the, the way it's booked by wrestling promoters is Sting's a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's a dude. Black Scorpion, this Flair garbage, <laughs> Luger. Like Luger every week's like, oh man, you can trust me. No, you can't. Oh, I'm gonna hit you with a. I'm gonna hit you in the face. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a not right guy. He's my friend. If you look at Sting's career and and go off of his judgment of character, Sting, <clears throat> Sting's a fucking moron. He's an idiot. Not to mention, he spent a year and a half, a year and a half, hunting the NWO. And then, not six months after he triumphed over the NWO, he fucking joined them. Yeah. What a stupid fucking character Sting was. <laughs> anyway. And then one day he went to check the dish. Nobody water. writing the TV shows ever did that guy any fucking favors. Nope. He's an idiot. <laughs> What's next on this abortion of a pay-per-view? <laughs> oh, up next is... Uh... Hulk Hogan versus the Giant in a monster truck match <sighs> on top of the Kobo Hall which Hulk Hogan defeated the Giant and then they wrestled on to the side of the Kobo Hall and then the Giant accidentally got got killed and he fell because he <laughs> fell off he accidentally got killed <laughs> because, he, because he fell off the, the side of the Kobo Hall <sighs> And then died. I was trying to explain it as humanly stupid as it's possible. It's so bad. It's so that's bad. That's not how I really. That, that's really not how I talk, people. I was just trying to. He done died. I was trying to dumb it down a little bit. He done accidentally died. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan was like, "Oh." <clears throat> I can't believe this stat. With, with, the, off the side of the mountain. with the exaggerated reaction. I said side of the mountain. See, I'm not even talking. He fell off the side of the, side of the building. Mountain. I chopped him down with the edge of my yeah. head. <laughs> and he fell off the side. You know? Well, then, then Hogan, Hogan went back down to catering. <laughs> and after this guy fell off the side of a building and died... Um, Randy Savage and Lex Luger came back out for some reason and they had a match and Randy Savage beat Lex Luger 
And then Hulk Hogan came out, and he was all devastated and shit because he threw a guy off of a building. Andre's son, brother. He threw Andre's son off the side of a building. Actually, actually, the way WCW referred to him is the son of El Hijo de Andre. The son of Andre. So he he threw he threw Andre's boy off of him, off the building, but he he still came out for his match. Like <sighs> you're right, this fucking have, shit's depressing. <laughs> he didn't have Hulk Hogan on camera caused the guy to fall off of a building. <laughs> But but he didn't have to go to like a, a like a, a precinct <clears throat> talk to anybody about it. He just had to go backstage, you know, and get a bagel <laughs> and relax, and then and then go out for his match. And he goes out for his match. He's like, I threw I threw him off the building. It's probably not gonna happen. And then the guy shows up, and he's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. <clears throat> you know those times as a wrestling fan where you're embarrassed to be a wrestling fan? This is one of them. And, and, and this guy beats him. And as uh, the giant beats him, but then, like, a uh, dirty, filthy, like, hobo-looking Michelin man comes out and <laughs> butt-fucks Hogan. And uh, I think the butt-fucking is what brought on the disqualification. <laughs> it, it was Michael like, Buffer's like... My, Michael Buffer's like, wrestling fans? Do to an illegal butt-fuck? <laughs> it was like I'll, I'll give it this. It was a swerve Bro. because it was the first pay-per-view where Hogan actually gets it in the end. <laughs> so I'll give him that. <clears throat> but this, the, the, the Michelin paper towel man or whatever comes out and fucks Hogan in the ass and Jimmy Hart runs away with his belt. And that, my friends is how Halloween Havoc 1995 ends. Epic fail. And you made me go through that whole fucking day. Uh, 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 epic fail. I didn't make you do Why it. Why did you do that to me? So, it's funny because the next thing on my list, number two, like I told everybody before we... Before we started this show, or this list... Is everything else was ancillary, but this number two and number one are my number two and number one fails in wrestling. Number two is, as Tony Schiavone would say, the Yeti! It's the Yeti! The Yeti. Fuck. So, in case you people haven't put it together, the Yeti is the guy that fucked Hogan into disqualification. He butt-fucked him out of his belt. The Yeti is screwed for so many reasons. It is terrible for so many reasons. First of which, 
Okay. We have a wrestling mummy. All right. And he is going to be a part of this Dungeon of Doom that we have also spoken of in this show. And he is going to... And he is going to butt fuck Hulk Hogan. Okay, so there's that. And, and. Remember when he. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go down my list. Let me go down my list of reasons why this fucking shit is an epic fail. All right, so we've got the. uh, He's a mummy, a wrestling mummy. He's butt-fucked Hogan. He's part of this Dungeon of Doom garbage. Okay, so now next on the list is that he's in an ice block. (laughs) Okay. And then he's going to explode out of an ice block. Yet, a Yeti actually has nothing to do with a mummy. Like, a yeti (laughs) is in ice, and a mummy is in the desert, okay? So, now you've taken, you've taken, like, Islam and Christianity and made them the same thing. So you've combined all this fucking shit, and none of it makes any sense. Hold on, I'm not even done yet. You've combined all this shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. And then within a month of his debut, he's a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on with the Yeti? There is a lot to unpack (laughs) in a month of his existence, okay? (laughs) Fuck that shit. That's a fail. Don't you like that? Isn't that fun? Putting it all together might be the greatest thing ever. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. None of this makes sense. Yeah, we're going to tell this guy's. This fruit fruit roll up is a steak. We're going to take this guy's three year story and put it in two weeks. It's fantastic the way you say it. <laughs> Solomon, my son. <laughs> oh, the fucking Yeti, man. <laughs> the Yeti might be the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and that was only number two on my list. Anything else to add to that fucking hot garbage or? Nope. All right. What's <laughs> I'm glad I did the trick. What's next on your list? It would be the last thing on my list. I right. think. Yeah, it's going to be the last thing on my list. And it is, I put it on my list as an epic fail and I made it, I, I waited for it to be my last thing mm-hmm. because I think it had of all the epic fails, the most potential to be really, really cool. Okay. As the Black Scorpion. Sting. 
like I understand that Ole Anderson thought it up because he was pissed, <laughs> you know, because they said you needed something. But the Black Scorpion could have been fucking awesome. In the beginning, it was yeah, you're right. I mean, in the beginning, it was um, you know, for us watching it back then. Okay. <clears throat> until, honest to God, probably until I would say 89, early 90. I was born in 78. So probably until 89, early 90, the only wrestling I really paid attention to was the WWF, you know? Yeah. Everything else was there, whatever. But I'm going to say honestly, and, and this is to this is to back up what you were saying about how it had potential. The first real honest-to-God memories, not looking back, not watching it now and appreciating it, and et cetera, et cetera. But as a young man, the first real honest-to-God memories I have of WCW is the Black Scorpion storyline. Like yeah. my real, my real etched in my mind, I watched this, I was intrigued by this, et cetera, et cetera, was the Black Scorpion storyline. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And this is, well, hold on. And the, 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 we're not going to go into this, but do you know what my first two, like, if I'm looking back in my brain, in my memory, in my brain, my first two etched in my mind memories of WCW were? Right. Like it'll never leave. It's always there. Is the Black Scorpion deal and the image, and I don't know why. I really don't know why. But the image of Halloween Havoc. The Halloween Havoc where Sid fought Sting. What was that, 90? And, and like Barry Wyndham was the, was the fake Sting. Yeah. Like, yeah. that whole thing, that whole thing is my first, like, etched in my mind. And it, again, as we get older, we go back, we watch shit from the past. Now that's fucking more impressive or whatever. But that was my first memories of WCW. Like, my first brain memories of WCW was the Black Scorpion, the Sid deal, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like, Black Scorpion, when it began was fucking badass and then it just failed because they fucked yep. it all up yeah like um like Jim Ross's recent podcast he talked about how um he thought like Terry Taylor would have been a good black scorpion mhm oh yeah I, yeah I listened to it yeah I guess Terry Taylor could have had good matches you know, with 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 Sting, and, and he and had like, a history with Sting he, in the UWF, been, and he could have been pissed off because he was the Red Rooster or whatever. Right. That's fine, but if I would have been a Booker at that time, do you know who I would have made the Black Scorpion? Who's that? Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, that goes, <clears throat> that goes, that goes back to their past. It's kind of a deep cut, but there was still 
some history there because Gilbert was managing him when he was like, you know, whatever. And it, it would have still been on the minds of like actual wrestling fans and Eddie Gilbert's character as the Black Scorpion could have been like, Sting. I can't do the Black Scorpion voice. But do you remember? Like, you know, yeah, like, I, I made you what you are. Right. Like, you wouldn't be the WCW champion if I wouldn't have plucked you out of obscurity. Right, absolutely. Know? Eddie Gilbert would have been the best fucking choice for that. I agree. The best goddamn choice. And you know what? Especially for that time, because, honestly, what is this, 90? Right? 90? Yeah. At that time, the majority of your really smart wrestling fans, the guys that you would say are watching AEW today, were watching... That was their promo. You know what I mean? That was their promotion then because that was not Vince's WWF. Yeah. So a smart, almost work shoot wrestling angle at that time would have worked for that audience, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like building on what you're saying, like your standard WWF wrestling fan may not have got the reference, the backstory to an Eddie Gilbert sting thing. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Eddie Gilbert and sting, but a smart fan would have got it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's totally feasible. Like I think that, I think that anybody but flair and, and you'd never, you'd hardly ever say that in pro wrestling, but anybody but flair works in that situation, you know, like Flair yeah. was just the and to, and, me, hmm? to me it's just like out of like looking at it as I don't like I, I shouldn't say this I have no idea how to book wrestling right but Eddie Gilbert would have been the best choice because for one he has a pass with staying okay right two Eddie Gilbert. And he might be Southern in his style or whatever. And I know I'm a bigger fan of him than you are. Mm -hmm. Was fantastic on the microphone. Oh, yeah. I don't deny that at all. Like, like, like Starcade, you rip the mask off of him or whatever, you know? And then you see Eddie Gilbert. And then you can do another year with... Sting, not one hundred percent, not one hundred percent, getting what he wanted of the Black Scorpion, aka Eddie Gilbert, and now Eddie Gilbert can just throw people at Sting. Well, yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? was, that's what I was gonna say like, too. Oh, like, hey, I got, I got Doctor Death, Steve Williams with me. I got, I got this person with me. I got that person with. You know what I mean? Like, like. Yeah, Let well, I mean, and that's that. For another fucking year <clears throat> and have Sting be like, I did not get enough your ass at Starcade. I want you again. Ah, oh, hell no. And then you could make that shit go until Starcade 1991. Yes. And that's something I was going to say, and it builds on something I said earlier. Because you, you brought out Gilbert and blah, blah, blah. It's 
Okay, I always, on this show, anybody that listens to this show knows that out of the three hosts of this show, me, Aaron, or Kyle, I am probably the least favorite fan of ECW. Uh, ECW, I, I watch it, and I see some things, and to be perfectly honest, in ECW, and we're gonna get, we'll get into this later at some point, but the two characters in the history of ECW that interest me the most, Raven and New Jack. Other than that, I could live or live without ECW. But, third most interesting thing in the history of ECW is Eddie Gilbert. And that's what I was going to say. Like, my favorite favorite ECW, other than anything involving New Jack or Raven, is early ECW with Eddie Gilbert. King Eddie Gilbert. King of Philadelphia, Eddie Gilbert. I love that shit. And that's exactly what he does. Like you were just saying about uh, people throwing, you know, Eddie is throwing people at Sting. That's what Eddie does in the early ECW. You know, he's got Morocco and he's got Snuka. And he, like, he's he's a wrestler, but he's a manager. And it's, 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 yeah. it's fucking and, amazing. And- it's great. It's fucking fantastic. It's amazing pro wrestling. And it could have gone even more so like when... Like, say, Eddie Gilbert's the Black Scorpion, okay? Mm-hmm. And you chill out a little bit. Who else in, like, the UWF was <laughs> Eddie Gilbert with? Uh, Taylor? No, Ricky Steiner. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. He was associated with Ricky Steiner. <clears throat> and in, like, the, the 90s... Like ninety ninety one, they had Luger and Sting having a little bit of a beef, even though both teams were faces. Right. With the Steiner brothers, you know, mm-hmm. like you could have you could even put Eddie in, in between that. Like now, now Eddie, he he's talking to the Steiner brothers, and and they like Eddie <clears throat> because like. So then you put Rick in this predicament where it's like, well, you weren't the Black Scorpion against me, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, everybody has that. Every, everybody. Everybody has that one friend. <clears throat> or has those two, like, they have those two friends, okay? That you're friends with this guy, you're friends with that guy, but your two friends don't like each other. Right. Everybody has that. <laughs> Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Friends, coworkers, what have you. Yeah, whatever. You have this person <clears throat> these two people that you get along with and they both get along with you. But, but they both of them do not like don't each other. like each other. <laughs> you know? And then you're just in the middle of it. Be like, No man, he's funny and then they're like, No, he's a fucking prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you you could have had like Rick Steiner in between like Sting and Eddie Gilbert as being like, "Hey, nah, man, Eddie's cool," and then Sting's like, "No, he's a fucking prick who dressed in a black hood for like a year and did magic tricks with tigers and shit." Me with black magic, (laughs) and then Rick's like, "No, you just misunderstand him," and then like Eddie Gilbert's like, "No, man." He dressed in face paint and beat up all my friends. All we were trying to do was wear masks and perform our magic tricks. 
he's a real prick and Rick's like no and, and they're both trying to get him aside with him and then there's like this his brother with this flowing mullet that's like I don't care what anybody does as long as I can team with my brother you know it, it, like there was so much which makes it that, which but, makes like, it like have I made the black scorpion thing cooler than it should have been yeah we did Sorry if I <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it such a, a, an epic fail. That's what makes it an epic fail, though, is that we both talked about, first of all, you talked about how could this have been so much better, like the impetus of it was so good, okay? Yeah. And I talked about how, what are my first memories that stick in my head, even though I may have seen it before that? What are the first memories of this promotion that I think of? And it has to do with this fucking storyline. It was so good from the beginning. And then it fucking died. A horrible, a horrible, like, I got diabetes and had four legs amputated. (laughs) Nobody has four legs. I'm just making a point. But it... It, it was so good, and then it died such a horrible death. Using, by the way, amazing talent. Like, how do you... It's like the WWE today sometimes, and I'm not saying all the time. Not all the time. I still like WWE today. I don't hate on it like these fucking jerk-offs that, you know what, motherfucker, everybody wasn't born in 1963, okay? Fucking fuck off. But it's like the WWE today in that you look at these workers and they're so amazing. And then you look at some of these storylines and you're like, man, if you could come up with something better, I mean something really better for this Bobby Roode guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this could be amazing. And that's kind of what the Black Scorpion was. It was like you have this amazing seed and you have grown it into a fucking weed. Eddie goddamn Gilbert should have been a black scorpion. Sting. What's your last? Okay, so my number one epic fail in professional wrestling, much like I said with the XWF as encompassing an entire promotion... Is any and every, this is number one, hands down, above the Yeti, above anything else we discussed, any and every worked shoot. I hate worked shoots. I hate to sound like Jim Cornette. I mean... Goldberg is going off the script. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. It absolutely shits on everything that we as wrestling fans like. If you like worked shoots, you're not a fucking wrestling fan. And you can stop listening to this podcast. I don't need your support. I don't make any money off of this anyway. Worked shoots are fucking garbage. Am I wrong? No. I hate 
that shit. That is like... Any actor on any TV show coming... and There's times in comedy movies or whatever, like a Mel Brooks movie, where somebody breaks the fourth wall and it's humorous, and that's fine, whatever. But that's like that's like watching Stranger Things and having Eleven look at the camera and say, uh, "I the money I is like the it. money isn't good for this script." So, yeah, this alien's attacking me and shitting on it. It's just fucking stupid. I hate work shoots. I hate it. I hate them. And Vince Rousseau, go fuck yourself. I could have booked. I could have booked better WCW than Vince Rousseau could. And I have no wrestling experience. Okay, and I ask you this because I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. At all. So, would you agree that all the like whacking off people did to like the CM Punk pipe bomb would be where I agree that I think that's like a work shoot and it wasn't as great as people say it is. No. No, you wouldn't agree. Because the way that his promo was scripted and presented, he never in he never one time in that promo said that it was scripted that I would lose to John okay. Cena. The do you see what I'm saying like the way it was presented he said that you promote John Cena as the best wrestler in the world and he's not I am. He never said you made okay. me lose to John Cena. Well, I get that, but he also was like, like dogging out dogging out the promoter isn't bad. Steve Austin made a fucking career out of it. Well, yeah, I was just, I was asking a question. Uh, uh, but, I mean, and, and I'm not demeaning what you asked me, but I'm saying, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, the pipe bomb, to me, wasn't a work shoot. It was a... <clears throat> it was a way to get him over as a heel against the promotion. And it was fucked up. I'm not saying it wasn't fucked up in its logic because what Vince didn't realize when he let Punk do it was that people really didn't like the promotion and the way it was going, so he was going to get over as a face instead of a heel. I think that when Vince let him do it, he thought that Punk was going to be the heel. I'm not denying Vince's ignorance in that respect, but I don't look at that as Goldberg going off the script, (laughs) that main word. The script. Yeah. I don't look at that as as <clears throat> Jeff Jarrett and the Stroke, and and uh, do you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know what you're saying. I don't know. I, I yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't put the pipe bomb promo in that in that category. I think that they were smart with the pipe bomb promo. Um. Well, I mean, you know, the first pipe brought like. That. I can't talk. Um, it's like remember when like Jeff Jarrett first came back 
Yeah. And, like, he was kind of pro, like, the awesome 316 being sacrilegious and all that. Like, yes. What did you think of that promo? Uh, garbage. And that was... <clears throat> I think that was desperate. That was during a desperate time in Vince's promoting, and that was during a time. And and I I associate a lot of Jeff Jarrett's career with this. That was during a time where Vince was letting Vince Russo have too much influence on the show because uh, he was threatened by WCW, and luckily. You know, four or six months after that, Austin won the title and we went into the Attitude Era where it got to be, all right, Vince Russo. Some of the ideas you have might be revolutionary and they might change the business and it might be cool, but we're not going to say, hey, this is this is all fake on TV. <clears throat> like I am I am a, a wrestling fan that is willing to admit that when I'm not watching wrestling on television it is fictitious and I can read yeah. I can read what's going on behind the scenes and the machinations and the scripts and et cetera et cetera but when I watch it on TV I want to escape and I want to watch it as if it is the Sopranos or NYPD Blue yeah. Man, once a year we get together and watch WrestleMania, and the the more I get into it, like at at hour number one of WrestleMania, I'm good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But by the time we get to like the ninth hour of WrestleMania, <laughs> I'm half in the bag, and I'm kind of believing it. You know what I mean? Right. You get to that Lesnar match. Yeah. Like we've been watching this for three days. I'm <laughs> I got and here. I, I got here on Thursday. Yeah, and it's like I took I I, I put in a week's vacation. <laughs> I want to be invested, and and I agree with you. Like that is one of the worst things that I've ever seen in wrestling. Was when. Fucking Scott Hudson and Tony Schiavone and Mark Madden had to be like, Sting or Goldberg's going against the script. It was one of the worst, if not, and I, I've said it on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. One of the worst, if not the worst fucking thing that's ever happened in wrestling. Because it's, 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 <laughs> it's fucking your like, own like, ass. Like even even comparing bad WCW to bad WCW, <laughs> when they had Goldberg walk out and be like, "He's going against the script," okay, that was terrible. The couple times that they had Hogan go out and lay down, you know, like, "Oh, just pin me," mm-hmm. that was bad. You're shooting yourself in the foot. But at least it could be sold as Hogan thought this person was inferior to him, but they're still having him have a match with him. Mm-hmm. So he just went out there and said, fuck it, just pin me. You know? Yeah. They didn't go out there going and they didn't go out there saying, oh, the booker said that 
Jeff Jarrett was supposed to pin Hogan, you could sell it as Hogan saying, this guy's not worth my time, this company's not worth my time, just fucking pay me, pay me. Mm -hmm. But then when they're like, oh, he's going against the script, it's it's tarted. I hate it. Like, it absolutely desecrates everything. Like, it, it des it, it ruins your entire show. Like you have you have said for three hours this guy wanted to beat up this guy. This guy wanted to climb a pole or a forklift or what I mean you can you can say Judy Bagwell on a forklift is garbage. But at least when I'm watching Judy Bagwell on a forklift, I think that Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell are fighting over Judy Judy Bagwell on a forklift. (laughs) But I know you're laughing, but is that or is that not more believable than Goldberg just broke the script? I know. Like... You you can have the stupidest fucking thing in wrestling absolutely ever and every bit of it is shit on by shoot works. Work shoots. Whatever the fuck you fucking pansy ass stupid smart wrestling fans want to call it. Work shoots are stupid. You're not a wrestling fan if you even remotely like a worked shoot. You're not a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling guy that reads the, the torch. Oxy, it's a fucking oxymoron. It is. It's absolutely... Yes. It's the, it is stupider than Judy Bagwell on a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time I say it, you laugh. And that makes my fucking point. A worked shoot in wrestling is fucking an epic fail. It is garbage. And if you like it, you're a fucking idiot. Fuck off. Don't listen to my podcast. You're not a wrestling fan. You're not. You're a fucking... You're a Kardashian fan. You're a TMZ fan. You like celebrities not being celebrities. You like their life, and you're pathetic because you need to get your own life. I don't watch the Kardashians show, but, but I, like I think boobs. I made my point. <laughs> <laughs> These I motherfuckers. I do like her booty though. <laughs> Not her booty hole. Her <laughs> booty Kardashian has a nice booty. <laughs> so now we will get to our one. <laughs> because we record this shit fucking late. Our one, our one fan. Yes, our one fan. Jason, Jason Gear. He said that his biggest complaint or fail was EC or WWECW. Oof. I said it right, right? Yes. WWECW. WWECW. What I will say about WWECW, I keep saying it that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. What I will say about WWECW is this, okay? 
if the product that they presented would have originally been anything other than called ECW, it wouldn't be considered a bad television show. Right. Because you had CM Punk and you had Chavo Guerrero. Especially after they went away from the guys coming out of the brick wall and all that. Yeah. Like with like when Christian was the champion or when Chavo was the champion, if they would have called that anything else other than ECW, it would have just been another wrestling promotion. And and people would have said, you know what? It's not a bad little wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Like if they would have called it like, I don't know. NXT. Like, or <laughs> not even NXT, like, if they would have just been like, this is WWE Challenge. Right. Okay? Or WWE Primetime. And just had a show out there, it wouldn't have been considered trash. But, and I know you're not a big fan of it, I like I liked ECW. I did. <sighs> I liked the ECW before 1996. Okay. But I'm just saying, I liked ECW. <clears throat> I liked ECW until it went out of business. Yeah. I was a fan of it. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. You can eh. Get all you want. That's fine. <laughs> but if, if that WWECW show would have been called anything else, it might not still be on the air, but it would have... St- it wouldn't have been as shit upon as it was. Right. I agree. But if you want to consider it an ECW product... Like I said, I mean, I I don't want to try to cut you off, but like I said just when you started talking about it, like, if you told me, dude, there is a wrestling promotion where the world championship feud is between CM Punk and Chavo Guerrero, I'd have been like, I'm fucking in. Yeah. But then if we would have been like, look, the ECW main event is Chavo Guerrero and CM Punk, and there's something to do with a lake or a river or whatever, or an ocean, or... It just... You're right. Like, what ECW was became hot garbage because it was not what ECW was. They they tried to promote something that was like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, you tell me, oh, it's CM Punk versus Chavo Guerrero and he's gonna be, thro- and one of them is gonna be thrown in the fucking um, um, Gulf of Mexico. Okay, I'll watch that <laughs> because it's on like you know F- F- FCW. We'll just use that FCW. CM Punk versus Chavo Guerrero and they do this little, little angle where Chavo got thrown in the Mex- thrown in the Gulf of Mexico and now he has the flu. That's fun. 
you know. But then you tell me, oh, it's ECW. Okay, ECW. And Chavo got thrown in the Gulf of Mexico and now he has the flu. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I don't want that. But if you tell me, oh, it's ECW and CM Punk is having this blood feud with with, with Chavo Guerrero and he got he got thrown into a, a pile of thumbtacks, I'm going to want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Because that's ECW. Right. That's the problem with the EC. The WWECW. ECW was that they tried to like make it mainstream, and they tried to have Batista versus the Big Show uh. in the Elks Lodge, and they had Ric Flair on ECW, and they had Vince McMahon as the ECW champion, which should have been great. It was very entertaining. <clears throat> Vince McMahon as the ECW champion should have been fucking amazing. Vince McMahon as the ECW champion was amazing. It was, but it could have been even better if he wouldn't have been feuding with Bobby Lashley. Right. Like, Vince McMahon as the ECW champion... Although, Should have been feuding with like Sandman. Hold on, and hold on. Tommy Dreamer, and that is just the point I was about to make. Although I am not in any way, admittedly, I'm not a huge fan of of Tommy Dreamer. I have mad respect for Tommy Dreamer nowadays. Like, don't go, don't get it twisted. Like what he does with House of Hardcore and everything. Like I respect Tommy Dreamer as a person. But as a performer, eh, whatever. It is what it is. I think that his ECW character was a little dramatic and it was kind of cheesy and it was stupid. But anyway, I understand. It's, it's Heyman. Everything's cheesy, dramatic, and stupid. But... If you were going to have Vince McMahon in a do-rag as the ECW champion, you were absolutely right. He should have been feuding with Tommy Dreamer. End of story. Tommy Dreamer. That's who, that's who they had under contract at the time that made the most sense. Tommy Dreamer lived, slept. Tommy Dreamer was the fucking Triple H of ECW. You know what yeah, I mean? But they went with Vince versus Bobby Lashley. And although remotely entertaining, it had nothing to do with ECW. It was fun, but it wasn't ECW. So I agree with Jason that WWECW was hot garbage. Even though I'm not a big ECW fan... WWECW shit on ECW and was hot fucking garbage and was an epic fail. The whole thing. Yep. Yes. So, Jason, you are right. And thank you for commenting and thank you for participating. And, Aaron, unless you have anything else, we're going to sign off. I don't have anything else. All right. 
wrestling fans, thank you for joining us on this edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Next week, we will discuss the EC, speaking of ECW, the ECW Anarchy Rules 1999 pay-per-view, which I have watched and reviewed and am not pleased with, so that will be fun. And Aaron will do the same over the next week, and we will have that show for you next time. Aaron, do you have anything else to say to our listeners and our Facebook group members? Tootsie goodbye. Don't cry. I am the originator of the title of our show. The what? I am the originator of the title of our show. You are. And the originator of the ending of our show. <clears throat> I kind of feel like Triple H in 97 right now. Why is that? Because you're like, who is the God? And I'm like, you are heartbreak. Yeah. You are heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to drive, though? You are. You are, heartbreak. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like, if we were out in public right now, I wouldn't be driving. (laughs) I wouldn't either. (laughs) I'm just saying. So I'd just be like, hey, come this way while we're walking, I guess. (laughs) I thought up the name of the show, and I brought up some shit about Toothmont brought up the end of the show I'm like the bookmarker I don't know I'm talking stupid did you bring up Toothmont or did Kyle I did like cause I thought he did with the Toots tweets no because I brought up Toothmont <laughs> because I with the ending of the song, like the 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 song we have that ends, I talked mm-hmm. about him being dead, and they go to put him in the ground, and then Senior was like, "Tut tut goodbye." That's okay. <laughs> I came up with the the name of the show and the ending of the show, and like a terrible brother. I'm bringing up the guy that isn't even on the show tonight. Is the giving yeah. him, trying to give him credit? Where's Tititsi goodbye? I don't hear it. We're getting it ready. Okay. However. Next week's show, we will do as promised on last week's show. Which is, which is ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. I had a I had a terrible time getting through it, but I'm sure Aaron didn't. That's the worst thing ever. Hold on.
No, listen. Play two 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 three. Three chorus, you understand? And the third chorus, I whistle. Now give it to him hard and heavy. Go right ahead. It's playing now. I can't hear it. It's okay. Well, that's all right, too. Al Jolson, one of the great entertainers, is leading us out on another edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I like when he goes, that's hot. That's hot. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us, listeners. And I'll play Tootsie for just a moment. Goodbye, listeners. Get out. We'll see you next week on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I can hear a little bit now. Hey! If you don't get a letter, know I'm in jail. See ya, fuckers! <laughs> You're like, Chad, they ran out of her.